everybody. Welcome to episode 69, part two of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's with me tonight? Uh, Stefan JD. Still Stuart Hughes. And still Riley. All right. One person new, but hey, the rest of us are all here. And if you are confused, this is the first time that we have did this, because I didn't want a four-hour episode of just Star Wars Knights of the Republic, which we were, on the, we were on the road to happening, so we're breaking this in two so I can edit easier. Yes. And not hate life. So, <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking about Star Wars Night Joe Public. You saw in the title. This is going to be part two. We already, so hopefully, listen to part one. And we are going to start talking about Kashyyyk. Yes. Did I say it right? It depends. It's, it depends on who you talk to. They're Wookiees. Yeah. Who cares? There's different, uh, different pronunciations. Some people say Kashyyyk. Some people say Kashik. Some people say Kashik. And those people are wrong. They are very wrong. Should we talk about all Kashyyyk and Wookiee like in the holiday festival? Woo! You know, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> I can't, uh, I go back and forth on being able to do a Wookiee impression. I can't do it well. <laughs> I actually, I like Kashi. I also like how it's, even though it's so many years in the past of Star Wars, you still have, you know, slavers. They, they still are, you know, immediately you have the Zerka Empire, whatever the hell, Zerka Empire again. Corporation. 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 Yeah, that's more accurate. But, <laughs> and I, I like all that. Like, I, I actually enjoyed this point. I enjoyed how you start off up in the trees. And it doesn't, like, it is very quickly before you are wandering around in an area where people can kill you. Like, it does not take long at all. Um, quick uh, question, Mike, since you yes. weren't paying attention. You did remember to at least take Zalbar with you for this, right? <laughs> uh, you, you have to. It's, it's no, you mandatory. Don't have to. You Are don't you have serious? to. Yeah, I didn't bring him with me, and then God I went back and brought him and had it's him. His with that. story. Did you finish this game in like two hours? Because no, I finished it in twenty hours. <laughs> oh my god, twenty-one or so. You didn't take Zalbar with you. God damn it, Zalbar. It's his planet. I know. I didn't <laughs> like him though. Brother is leading the Wook- the Wookies. <laughs> yeah, his brother's evil. Over. Mike is like the personification of that like ProZD vine. <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> It's everything like, guys, I'm like Sandra's brother. Uh, he's he's talking about me in this cutscene. Like, I'm supposed to be here right now. He's <laughs> just like, shut well, up. He, well, I mean, I brought him along, but I didn't. And then he goes away because once you get to meet his brother, it doesn't take long before they kind of kidnap him. And he's done with the rest yeah. of the, which I was fine with because I, I tried using him a few times, but I just didn't like him. Oh, Zapper's great. He's a, a big tough guy with a big bowcaster. Uh, his range attacks aren't very good though. No, but he's very tough, and you can. He's we just like equip armor. Well, no, but he's a Wookiee. Oh. Yeah, but you can't put armor. I lost interest in him. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you get armor, then you don't have to give it to him. So I use Candorous Ordo at this point. Well, for now, my team at this point was Bastila, my dual wielding Jedi, and Candorous Ordo. Every dual wielding is just the coolest, right? Like that's like yeah. hands down the coolest thing to do if you can, especially if you level up the dual wielding and you can have two full size lightsabers. I think, just... I, I think I leveled up within the skills. I don't know. I'm not sure what the game did for me. It's, uh... I never looked. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to look either, so I never checked. <laughs> you just oh, opened the oh, skills oh. tab. <laughs> I don't know. I could not. I was like, eh, fucking, I don't care enough. But <laughs> Mike barely played this game. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the story. Yeah, I I can't. Uh, I think I do Kashi. I, I either do it first or second every time because I got to get Jolie and I got to do Zalbar's story because I think Zalbar's story is one of my favorites. It's interesting. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's real great about his, Like you go to Kashi and you know the Star Forge is on the forest floor 
And when you get there, like circus kind of taking over, and the Wookiees are fighting, like the Wookiees are working with them at first, and you're like, why are the Wookiees like? Yeah, you don't realize what Chandar is doing. Yeah, like why are they still like why are their own people being enslaved and they're not worried about it? Yeah, and Chandar is there. He's just like immediately angry that Zalbar is with you. Well, he's what is it? What do they call him? Wild Claw or Mad Claw? Mad Claw. Mad Claw. Yeah, yeah that's a cool name for a Wookiee. Well, it's also like a super insulting name in their language because it basically means like you've gone insane. Like, you're, you're insane. No you've gone feral. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great because it's just like it's you find out like oh his dad died, and Zalbar like might have some hand in it, and Shandar's taken over. He's just running everything terribly, and I like I always like bringing Zalbar and Mission with me because I like Mission's response to everything going on, where she's like, I didn't I had, like I had no idea there's this other side to you, Zalbar. Oh, you brought her on. Yeah, I always bring her with. If I take oh. Zalbar, I like bringing Mission. I didn't like her. I used her in the sewers for a very small amount of the game, but after that, she was done. She was gone. She has. I'm about you, the same. If you if you're playing as a uh, soldier or like a Jedi guardian, she is like essential because she has the best. I think aside from Juhani, she has like the best skills without being a Jedi. You can't make her a Jedi eventually. We haven't mentioned that yet, but you can, when you like get loyalty with some of your companions, you can turn them into Jedi. You can? I think, I, I think only mission in this game. Okay. It's all, that's where you talk to them, right? And you do that little side quest where you keep talking to them. Uh, basically. Yeah. I, I never talked to her either. brother, so I don't think it would have gone that far for you. I didn't even yeah. talk to the characters that much. I'm just like, I don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Mission is, um, in this <laughs> game, mission is the only one you can make a Jedi. That's the, cool. second, the second game you can do a lot more. Yeah, second game you can turn like all of your companions into Jedi and basically have like an unstoppable crew. Because the second well, game also does something awesome where you have to you have to go to a planet and you have to send some of your companions out separately and you play as both of them like simultaneously. Um, I had a question. So does anyone ever pay the docking fees when they get to these planets? I think it makes you. them not to. Oh yeah, yeah. I never do. Okay. I did. I paid almost yeah, all. This is why you had no credits. Yeah, <laughs> only 100 credits. I had no credits. I bought HK47. That didn't help me. Uh, and then I had credits after that. After I bought him and I won the super races, I had a lot of credits. We didn't bro. know. I was set. We talked about Tatooine, but we didn't really talk about. Uh, we really didn't talk about any of like the stories on it uh, with Basil's mother, Griff, or anything. But we really we should mention AK, HK47 we and talk about him a little bit. Well, we should need to talk about him a little bit because he's sure. such a iconic character i mean just his first of all his name hk47 is a reference to two separate guns yep. um, <laughs> mm -hmm. and also kind of terminator because hk stands for hunter killer yep and he is his his job is just to kill he is an assassin droid disguised yeah. as a protocol droid and he calls all humans meat bags and he <laughs> he's like he has like complexity too because he's not just a killer he like takes great joy in the art of being an assassin yeah I, every time i post it in overblood i always start with like query how are you guys doing statements <laughs> all humans deserve to die <laughs> query how to best achieve this he's he's i mean you also i don't know you find out at this point but you find out later if i remember correctly he belonged to revan too yeah yes um, his which is, is one of the harder ones to complete too yeah his actually his he got kind of a the short straw because in the second game his entire storyline was cut. He's in the second but, game. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. His he's a big he's a big factor in the second game, or he was supposed uh, to be a big fish. factor in the second yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, if you play with the restored content, it adds in so it basically adds in his entire story again, and he becomes one of the best characters. 
but yeah his whole thing is like he's i, I like him because he's got like uh he's like above other droids he has this very clear sentience to him that cannot be denied and which is funny because they don't they say on tatooine where like they've tried to memory wipe him and it doesn't work or they <laughs> do and it doesn't matter yeah they like memory wipe him constantly and he's just like they're like it's so weird he just wants to kill he just all he wants to do is <laughs> yeah. we we wiped his memory like 17 times and he's still just talking about how great killing is yeah it's it's brought up that like the way he was built was very unique he was he was built by Reppin for a very specific purpose yeah but when you find out later that it wasn't just like it wasn't just killing it was like surgical assassinations where like we said Reppin didn't want to conquer the republic he wanted to take over the republic and so he would send in HK47 to like take out like a senator or like a leader Mm-hmm. and you know not bloodlessly but more peacefully take over uh, like a, a planet diplomatically well it was still killing was involved it was surgical like he would like Revan wouldn't just take over he wouldn't conquer a planet like Malik Malik would glass a planet and say this belongs to the Sith now Revan would say we're gonna take out we're gonna take out their supply lines we're gonna send an HK-47 to take out their generals um, if, if their generals cannot serve me we'll send an HK-47 to take them out and we'll 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 kill. We'll take out these very small targets to the point that they have to join us and they have to become a part of the Sith Empire. Yeah, there's this old like line where it's like once you steal something, you spend your entire life fighting to keep it. And Revan just like went about and did it like this whole other way. Like there's a whole well, I'm not sure if it's in the game. I remember reading it somewhere, but like the HK is used to kill a senator's wife who had been like cheating on him, and then that's what gets the senator to fall in league with Revan because he was using his droid. And it's yeah. this whole sort of like like undercover stuff that is so much cooler than just all-out warfare. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's like he's not just an assassin droid. Like he is the assassin droid. He is like uh, the polar opposite of Green. If Darth Malak is to Revan what like HK-47 is to like General Grievous. <laughs> He's like, okay. I used a bunch of lightsabers and I killed Jedi all the time. <laughs> HK-47. It, it had HK-47 been around in the Clone Wars, it'd be like, oh, I'll just go kill the Trade Federation leaders and mm-hmm. they'll have nobody left. See you guys later. I'll be back soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bye. <laughs> I'd argue that HK-47 is a bit cooler than General Grievous, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, Malak sucks and he's just like force everything oh yeah <laughs> so we were kind of like with Kashyyyk like one of the big things you find out that the Wookiee his brother Zalbar's brother is now running the Wookiees and he's not he's helping them be enslaved without them and they don't really realize they're all kind of being tricked and like they send you down to the Shadowlands I forget exactly why you're being sent Shadowlands that's what they're called you're sending you're being sent down there to retrieve uh the uh, sword you gotta oh, find that's... the Wookiee and you gotta find Baka's sword that's right. Okay. Yeah. I found the sword by accident before yeah, I had to. Baka, <laughs> obviously a reference to Chewbacca, but... Um, oh! <laughs> which Mike so. just realized as I said it. But, yeah, I didn't. I, didn't, I, didn't I, I got the sword. I went and killed the weird monster and got it, and I yeah, got his you, father. You have to get the sword because it's like a, a... It's a ceremonial thing. Yeah, you have to get it for a ceremony. Like, so Zalbar can, can oust Chandar and the Wookiee like the Shackle tracks. Not really Austin, but you just you need no, to get rid of Chandar. It, well, it's, I think it's it, no, because they have Zalbar that's at that point. They send you down there to get it. And you yeah. find out in the meantime that Chandar is basically selling Wookiees to Zerka. And then you go up and uh, is it his dad or is it a different Wookiee that you bring up that sort of uh, exonerates Zalbar? I think it's his dad. Yeah. 
This is just terrible. You gotta get the sword from the, like the Rancor looking monster that's yeah. been shoved in there for a thousand years or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, it's um super oh, easy for you to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a Jedi at that point. Um, you're a very special Jedi too. I can't remember the name of that fucking creature, but it's a big thing in Jolie's story as well. Jolie. Every time you say Jolie, I just want to go Jolie, Jolie. But <laughs> let's talk a bit about Jolie Bindo. Uh, I like Jolie. Best Bindo, you mean? It's good. <laughs> Jolie. First of all, Jolie Bindo. Just his role in this is he's living on Kashi partially because he's like self-exiled, but also because he is related to that creature as well. He used to be in a um like a little i think there were three of them there were three jedis he was a part of that they would go out and they would hunt down very dangerous creatures yep yeah and so he's also uh he's also related to like that creature on kashiki he's like i couldn't kill it and everyone died so i decided just to stay here oh i didn't know that hmm. yeah I, there, I mean <laughs> there's also a whole thing where um so he the whole reason he gets to kashik which you find out in his story you find out more on manon but like he went against the jedi code and got married yeah and and, mm -hmm. and trained his wife into being a jedi who eventually falls to the dark side and he refuses to kill her and she goes off and kills like you know thousands of people in the mandalorian wars or whatever and he basically exiles himself on Keshi and then has to face that monster and it's like it's your little personal growth growth symbolism right there yeah. oh cool. yeah <laughs> jolie is immediately just so He's immediately like so endearing as a character. First of all, you meet him, you you you're like you find out to like the Zerka guys that there's like somebody fighting them off. And they're like, there's somebody who lives in the Shadowlands who's like he's making it hard for us to to travel through here. And you're killing and the like Zerka. Used to and think he was like a uh, like a wood spirit or something. They didn't realize. He <laughs> yeah. Was <a> <laughs> they thought he was like oh. a ghost that lived there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the Terran Tatic, uh, Terran Tatic is the monster name, by the way. Oh, you beat me to it. I was trying to look it up as well. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I like when you meet him, he's living in a little Yoda hut. It's like the same exact hut that Yoda was in. And he immediately is like crazy Yoda, where he's like, what are you doing in my, like, what are you doing in my yard? Get out of here. <laughs> like, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> like, I was sent down here to find this blade and kill this monster. He's like, ah, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Like he only and like you have to do that little mission for him where you have to get rid of the Zerka people or he won't he won't join you and you can yep. either kill him which I did by accident and then I reloaded <laughs> right oh my god oh, I would have been so angry at you <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> not Jolie the Zerka people oh, oh. Okay. I wasn't yeah. gonna kill Jolie I was like, like I didn't I didn't even know you could kill Jolie so yeah. I no I don't think you can <laughs> I well, end the game with one companion <laughs> <laughs> well you do end the game with no companion does that count. Oh. I mean, you're it's technically not, I mean, they're there, but not there. Technically, you win the game with T3 still, if you want to get technical. Eh, fuck T3. You have T3, and uh, I guess you still have HK as well. T3 was useless. They never That's leave the not. That's what my walkthrough said. He said he was useless. I never used Well, them. your walkthrough was damn wrong. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> IGN. T3 has, like, if you want, like, if you need somebody that just has skills, like, you know that you're going somewhere like a shitload of mines, like the Shadowlands. Yeah, I could deactivate you. some, but I just I I at one point later on in the game I just walked through and blew them all up myself and just healed myself. Didn't even care. Yes. No, this is why you don't have credits, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I had heal. It didn't matter. You recover the mines and you sell them. Oh yeah, you're right. Or you yeah, I tried, but got to a point where you couldn't do it. Or you're smart and you know if you get a Kashyyyk first, then you're gonna fight Kalo Nord at the end. So you lay a bunch of mines down at the end of the, at the beginning of Shadowlands before you go deeper into it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> The Shadowlands oh, are, are very dark too, which is cool. Like well, they, they are the Shadowlands. I, 
Yeah, but they fit it. Like, that was one of my mm. favorite areas. And, like, the whole Kashyyyk... I mean, I was really kind of getting into the game at this point. Like, Tatooine, I wasn't really into it, but Kashyyyk kind of, for me, picked up a lot. And then, like, also, like, you have... Like, the way the storyline ends with the whole thing where you bring up that Wookiee and you got to fight his brother, that was also fun. And when they finally all realize that, you know, he's full yeah. of shit. I like that yeah. the, uh, the Wookiees of all planets have the most political entry going on. I don't yeah. know if that was... um I don't know if that was, like, intentionally done or anything well, but well, i think it was because it was like the reaction to the fact that in return of the jedi instead of ewoks is originally supposed to be wookies and it was yeah. supposed to take place on kashik i believe so that's why i got destroyed i thought i don't i don't yeah. remember but it, it was definitely supposed remember. to be wookies in the army so <laughs> yeah Stefan, how does the dark side quest end on that way does chendar win what happens with zalbar i've never done the dark side I actually didn't get to get to this planet when I played through it. Um, unfortunately, I, I, think... I didn't get the finish on Dark Side. Yeah, you can leave Shundar in power. But Zalbar still goes with you, right? I think you might actually. I think Shundar. I think Zalbar might actually leave. No, because he owes you a life debt. Yeah, he, he stays would... even if you go Dark Side in the end and kill everybody. Yeah. He's still with yeah. you. Even they, betrays yeah. There's a I character who all stayed, don't they? There's a character no. halfway through the game can leave you. Some of them, some of them do leave. That still oh. leaves you. Does that count? It looks kind of. <laughs> she leaves halfway through the game. She's sort of. Part, actually. No, there's there. a character. I think Julie Bindo will actually, if you like, if you're too dark, he will actually just like leave your party. Uh, no, because he's there at the Temple of the Ancients. He has to be there. There's, there's definitely a character that Karth, can leave. Karth leaves. Karth like runs off into the woods. If you're evil, even if you've romanced him, like he, if you're oh, a girl, okay. uh, <laughs> he still leaves. I, I, is, are we sure? Because I know when I played Dark Side back in the day, Karth was there till the end, and I, I will get to it. There's definitely, it I, remember, end I remember that a character <laughs> will leave your crew. I don't remember which character it, character it is, but if you're too evil, a character will just fuck off and they'll say like, like, I'm done with like, you're too, you're too bad. I'm, I'm gone. A mission does, or you can kill mission. You can kill mission. That that sounds right. Yeah. Definitely. At the end of the game, you have a choice. You you have to. You can end up having to fight some of your companions, and you can kill essentially half your party. Like I said, I think you can end the game with three people left alive. I think you can end the game with Basila, Karth, and no, I want to say, doesn't the second game expand on this though? It well, there are certain kind options. Of. So at the very beginning of the second game, where you reveal whether the your character went evil or dark it mm. has certain options so certain characters will appear depending on your choice in that second game yeah uh, there's actually like a the... big thing too where um yeah you talk to like at and rand at the very beginning of the yeah and he makes yeah. a point about like revan being so... a woman and you can correct him and be like wait are you an idiot revan was like a male jedi <laughs> i always play revan as a woman I, it's funny <laughs> to say revan's a woman because Atten has a line that's like like ooh wee wish she I could have like met her yeah yeah <laughs> sounds <laughs> sounds pretty hot <laughs> oh and and also on, like I like how when you get to the Starforge map like I did this by accident when in Kashi you can either say the right answers which will get you dark side points but you don't have to fight or you have to say the wrong answers and then you have to fight a robot thing two robots mm. yeah. which I had to do because I wanted to be light side yeah it's like a test because um, you're you realize that, like, Revan and Malak, every time you find a Starforge map, you get a little vision of Revan and Malak uh, getting there the first Finding time. It originally, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that was really cool. It gives you a test to say, like, are you Revan? You have to answer these questions as if you were Revan. That's and it's, weird. like, a Why nice little... 
it's a nice little like mental quiz of like oh you gotta think like a sith lord mm-hmm. or you have to fight this giant robot that will just kick your ass i fought the giant robot because i don't i like, like fighting the giant robot <laughs> i think it's a cool looking robot i like the starforge like aesthetic of everything i like that it looks very like it's it's still like insane futuristic technology but it still somehow looks antique next to everything else like i think the uh, the robot at the very beginning in dancing when you go into that that little like forge temple which is just again like 20 feet away from the jedi temple <laughs> how um, did you ever find it yeah oh we could never get in oh if only you had a sword that could cut things famously <laughs> so any any last thing to say about kashik before we move on to the best planet in the game well yeah we have to talk about jolie bendo a little bit <laughs> oh, okay i thought we, okay no we just mentioned who he is but we need to talk about like his his like philosophy because you come across him and he's not only has he like forsaken like the jedi and the sith but he is like the most reasonable character in the star wars universe <laughs> With... he's, he's literally the only jedi that you go up and you go, and you go like well this doesn't make any sense to me and he goes like that's because it's stupid the jedi shouldn't have made this decision and yeah he argues he... with bastel non-stop about yeah. how like bastel's like no the jedi are good like the jedi can't be evil they're because they're the jedi and he's like, he's like the only one to call around and be like, that's a pretty arrogant attitude to have to make like, <laughs> if you think that you're above all evil naturally, then you will naturally do evil things and think they're mm-hmm. good. The world is not absolute. I don't see an absolute. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, the Jedi's fault. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a little pompous. Everything's the Jedi's fault. Yeah. He just shits all over the Jedi constantly. I'm just I'm like, yes, Jolie, yes. The Jedi are wrong. <laughs> Jolie forever. <laughs> yeah, he's the ultimate, like, Qui-Gon Jinn was... He's Qui-Gon Jinn, basically. Yeah, he's Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn was famously, like, the first time we saw a Jedi doing non-Jedi things. I think that's why people fell in love with him immediately. But then Jolie came along and, like, was it, we were able to, like, define what a great Jedi was. And since then, because people love great Jedi so much, they've made a million different great Jedi that are all... Kind of, like, ruined it. But... Yeah, they're all completely different, and they kind of... Like, some people say great Jedi are just Jedi that like technology. No, it's 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 a, like, philosophical thing. It's down to, like, like you like you can't see the Jedi as fully good. You can't see the Sith as fully evil. There's a spectrum that everything exists on. Yeah, he's one hundred percent like a deontologist, where he just like like I'm going to do what I think is right in the moment, yep. but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna base it on the fact that someone else told me that something should be right. Yeah, and, why is and, why is this good? Because no, that's not an answer. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's that's, that's not good enough for me. Yeah. And he even says that to you, like, and he actually has one of the most like, and this is only if you I think complete his quest line, but he actually talks about. Um, he tells you a story where he's like, there's a, a frog or something that follows a snake, knowing that the snake is ultimately going to bite him. And your character goes, well, why are you following the snake? And he's like, I was, I had to do my best or something, something like that. And it's, and it's, it, it's a very symbolic for what your character can or cannot become. Cause like Jolie will join you even if you're evil. And if you're evil, he knows it. And yeah. still is like, well, I got to right. see what I can do. Your yeah. ultimate goal is still worth doing. Yeah. Your, 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 your goal is to beat Malik, and whether or not you're good or evil, that is a goal worthy of achieving. He's yeah. definitely a free thinker, and I think one of my favorite characters yeah. in the game. 
I think that's why I personally like Manon so much because after you get Jolie, if you go straight to Manon, there's that storyline is so boring though. <laughs> I I like it because I like I like getting into the nitty gritty of it. I like bringing Bastila along with me. It's better if you bring Bastila and Jolie because she hates it. Manon is boring. Okay, let's <laughs> talk about Manon because. I want to. And... It's very much episode one political. If you're into it, good. If you're not, it's just well, it's have to be bring... boring. Look, I will admit, Joel, uh, I will admit, uh, Manon is a boring planet. But if you bring Jolie Findo and Bastila oh, Sean with you, yeah, <laughs> you, you can do the trial. And the entire time, Bastila is just going on and on about how. By the way, the trial of Manon, for those who haven't played the game, is Manon is a neutral planet. Um, yeah, they... it has Colto reserves, which is yeah. supporting both the Sith and the Republic. I'm actually going to take a second, real quick, to bring up Riley. You need to fix your fan, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like a like a slight buzz again. It was fine at first, but now it's getting worse. Oh, hold on. <laughs> so you're like... saying about the trial? <laughs> um, yeah. So the trial is, yeah, it's, it's it. They have the Colto reserves. It's a, a neutral planet. Sith. There's a Sith base and a Jedi base, and you arrive in the middle of a trial in which a Republic officer has murdered a Sith officer, and, and he's married, and it looks bad. It looks bad, and he's married to. Uh, oh, they're, yeah. yeah, they're both friends, good friends of Jolie, mm-hmm. and so it oh, yeah, becomes... they're like old, um, sort of like they 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 fought in the war together. Like yeah. his name is Sunri or Sunri. Sunri, and... yeah. Yeah, and he gets excited to see him and then finds out that Sunri is on trial. And then you, your character gets appointed his, like, adjudicator. Yeah. You have to research whether or not he did it. Yeah, and if you take Bastila with you, the way the trial plays out is you find out that the Republic was spying on the Sith. And they, the guy who is, again, married was, like, sleeping with this Sith, like, this... Alasa. Like, this Sith like Jedi, essentially the Sith uh, like actual like Sith Dark Jedi, um, who was using him for information. Yeah, or and they, it's like this super like it's this super complicated issue where you have to like say like you have to come to the terms of, like ugh, like I need to do this for the Republic so that I can get this ship to go down to the Star Forge. I think you if you're playing Dark Side, you can do it for the Sith as well. Yep. But it's just like it's you got to find out like the best way to solve the trial to get help to go down to Manon uh, to like the the bottom of the ocean. You can also find out the truth and then I think blackmail the um, the cell cath and saying like, we know you're helping the Republic. Let me down here now or I'll reveal your secret because they're they're trying to give. So if anyone doesn't know, Colto is what heals you. Mm-hmm. in the game and in star wars in general and like manan is like the spice in arrakis and dune where it's like it's 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 where it comes from and i like that you chose to reference something more obscure than star wars to explain star wars yeah i was wondering the same thing i was like what is she talking about i'm gonna they star wars dune. you know the most popular franchise on the planet anyway let me reference dune for a second that's what i was curious about <laughs> Well, like it's where it's like where it comes from, and the Cellcath are secretly um, giving the Republic more, um, and you can blackmail them to allow you back down. Like you have to go down into the like the depths to I don't even remember. I hate it's like this a part. also refinery plant. It's really stupid. And, uh, it's the whole planet is underwater is underwater except you're on a t- you're in a city that's floating. So think of what's the name of that planet in the regular Star Wars? In the regular oh, Star Wars, Camino. No, not. No, he's thinking of Juan Calamari. Yeah, yeah. What that was Juan uh, Calamari? Yeah. No, that's the. 
you're, you're thinking, thinking, are you thinking of the planet where the clones from, come from? Or are you thinking of the no, planet not where... No, the one that was in the Darth Vader comic that we read about earlier on the show. That's Mon Calamari. You're thinking Mon, of the yeah. one where Admiral Ackbar comes from. Yes, that planet. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't like, like, this planet has a lot of, because I'm a lot of running around. There's a, there's a couple stupid side quests. And then when you go underwater, like, there is a part, because you go underwater with this base where the... The aliens that are here, the, or the natives, have went crazy for some reason, the and they're killing everybody. Sharks too, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a refinery plant where like <laughs> something has gone wrong. It is a stupid like. I mean, you're running around. I'm surprised, <laughs> you know, I'm surprised nobody else liked it because I love this section. I hate I, this part. I absolutely loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. Because I think Stefan and I maybe maybe we like it because it's like it's like a Resident Evil storyline. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go I mean, part that broke me. Was when you're walking really slow, when you have to put on the suit and go out <laughs> in the water, and he just moves as slow as molasses. I'm like, there is no point for this. Oh man, did you play the second game? Yeah, I I like that part only because I maybe it's because I like maybe it's well maybe it's because I live at the beach and I like the beach and I like the so you put beach. on a wetsuit and go underwater. Uh, I, if it was like Star Wars, I would if I could walk along the bottom. Like if it was a big old wetsuit, with like you know the like the sonic emitters. Yeah, I like that you can go under there. And you see like a giant whale go by at some point. Like a, there's not even a whale; it's like a giant Firaxis shark, right? Yeah. Well, there's there's your the whole thing is like the progenitor is what it's called. Like it goes crazy, yeah. and then it makes the cell calves go crazy, and you have to like there are two options where you either have to destroy the machinery or you have to get her to go away and it's just yeah. like I think you can poison a, the water yeah you know, which kicks you off the planet you can never come back well yeah because yeah, you're poisoning yeah. the cultural supply you've essentially ruined the ability to heal it's essentially like plant 42 in resident evil it's like yeah. this looming danger that you know about that you can either go po poison or take care of another way yeah. but i like the, the implications of it is like if plant 42 was also the ability to make first aid spray. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. poison <laughs> the culto supply, and everyone will be like the the consequences in the long term would be ruinous to the entire galaxy. Mm -hmm. I also want to point out because Mike said he walks slow in the water suit, but there is a force power to make you walk faster. There is. <laughs> oh, there is. Oh yeah, yeah Bastilla had it, yeah. but I never had it because I had to. Bastilla. <laughs> and he doesn't do it on purpose. It's not on purpose. I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh. Anyway, okay. Man. And then after you like after that, like the whole part, like when you get to the Star Forge and that, and the, you break the generator, you find out it was a generator making the fish go crazy. I'm assuming if you don't mess with the generator and you try to walk right towards the Star Forge map, you just get eaten and yeah, you, get yeah, you do. Yeah, get swallowed whole. It's actually um. I like doing it because it's like one of the only times in these games the camera does something completely different. Because um, if you walk out there, like it, it cuts to you like looking back and forth, and you're like something's wrong, and it cuts to like a first person shot of the uh, progenitor, like swimming at you and scooping you up. Oh, the giant yeah. fish thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the mom, and it, and I was reading earlier that apparently it's like the ancestor of both the cellcath and the and sharks. Yeah. Which is why it's making everybody go crazy. Yeah, it's like um, it's like the godfish essentially. Yeah, so wild. It's a dumb part. Like that whole planet is just That's... too long. But this is where the part where I mentioned earlier. That's where I also had where guy... you get the Gizka. Oh yeah, it is. You yeah. get the Gizka from here. Yeah, you can. Uh, like, I thought it's I like got them earlier. It's one of the first things you can do in Manan. You go talk to somebody at the port. Oh yeah, we can sell yeah. them. 
Yeah, and they're like, they're like, uh, I got a shipment for a bunch of Giska. Anyway, I dropped it on your ship. And you're like, what? Why? And they're like, I don't know. It said we were supposed to drop it on whatever ship landed here. And you're like, but that, no, it's the wrong ship. And they're like, oh, too late. And then you go back on your ship, you just have like dozens of Giska everywhere. And you can kill them and it doesn't matter. It's just like another two like jump into the room. Yeah, every time. Yeah, it's you can kill them con like for the rest of the game. Every time you go on the ship, you can kill all the Giska and they just keep coming back. And they're uh, they're like both horrifying and cute. I think they're really cute. I I think they're really cute, but I recognize that they are basically sh- uh, frogs without front legs that have like ears for eyes. Like they are <laughs> okay. reasonably terrifying when you think about them. But um, yeah, I think they're pretty cute in the game. If you look at like the concept art for them, they're hideous, hideous okay. monsters. They're like uh, space dogs, basically. <laughs> on your yeah, <laughs> yeah. Space termites. I got space. Ter- yeah. <laughs> I got a Gizka infection in my ship. And yeah, like, I think um, after you finish Manan, this is where the game kind of can can vary a little bit. Like for me, using my guide, it said Korriban was next, but then you also, but once you finish three planets and get three Starforce maps, then you get abducted yeah. by the Leviathan. The Le- yeah, you get to meet Saul. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is like at this point in the game. With three planets down, like realistically, if you're not Mike, realistically, you should have a lot of the you should have a lot of the companions more or less not finished, but you should have a lot of their like personal storylines like eighty percent done. Um, I think the one exception is Karth. Yeah, because this is where Karth's story like really starts to take off. Um, Yeah, I think at this point you can have mission as a Jedi. You should be pretty powered up. And your team should be pretty powered up because you get taken out of action. And I you have to get some, you have to send somebody else in. Yeah, I always send in Mission Veo with a stealth field generator. What Juhani all the way? Juhani's great, but if you send in Mission with a stealth field, she can just like. I, I like I love the idea of her just causing chaos on the ship. Like as everybody's in, everyone gets kidnapped. Like they, they get scooped up, like in um, like in Empire, not Empire Strikes Back, like in uh, A New Hope. And you gotta like, you gotta send everyone's in cells. You gotta send somebody out to rescue I everyone. Jolie, <laughs> I I I will send Jolie occasionally because he can force persuade some people. Yeah, it's um, faster. Yeah, he's like the I think he's like the easy mode version. I think he's also kind of like the default choice to make um the guide said hk47 because he doesn't get you can equip them really quick that's yeah that's a good one because he's just strong it depends on how you want to do it i like this part of the game because it makes you think completely differently um you have to say like okay which of my how do i want to do this section and i only have one character to do it with so i have to decide now i always send mission veo because um you can get a shitload of computer spikes and parts from those little terminals like you can basically fill your entire inventory with parts and spikes with that and, one that you get I mean, it gives you a lot. It gives you like a hundred, though, which is more than enough. Only for, for like, one time, though. Once you're done, it goes away. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, like, it's more than enough for the entire for the ship, basically. Yeah. So. As long as you don't do what I did the first time, walk away and then go back to it and go, oh, shit, I better go reload my save. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, I sent mission and I like I sent her to like I, I love the idea of her causing chaos on the ship stealthily, like her just fucking with computers and the sit like alarms are going off and the Sith are like, what's happening? Who's doing this? <laughs> I don't understand. Why is everything? Why are why are these circuitry like? Why is all this circuitry just exploding? It, it's a cool part, and it plays so much of a story. And also, like hearing this, like all the different ways that we can do it, because that's also really interesting. I didn't. I mean, I guess I yeah. knew that, but I didn't really think about that. 
Yeah, it's completely different. Like if you send HK-47, it's more or less just straightforward shoot and kill everything. Jolie can kind of force persuade some guys to like not attack him. Mission, yeah, can like fuck around with the technology. Juhani is also a good choice because she's just, she's like one of the best companions to have. Yeah, she's like an all-around great companion. She has good Mm -hmm. skills and she's really strong. And then also this is when you see your three characters, well, Karth, your character, and Bastilla being tortured. Yeah, uh, being do, tortured. Uh, I'm like that part is kind of like where you can answer depending on how you say it. You can, and he'll just keep torturing her. Like, I mean, it just starts showing you how fucked up Malik is. Like, it was a cool part. Yeah, I like the. This is like, this is the big part of the game for a lot of people. Which, uh, we should say oh. right now, this is the spoiler part of the game. Like, this is we already kind of mentioned it, but we yeah. have kind yeah, of. But this I, is like tangentially. This is like where if you don't want to hear the spoiler, stop listening now because. I don't believe in spoilers, but this is an old game, and this is arguably like the biggest twist in game history. And it's Play so well. <laughs> it's so well done. Yeah, you're you get all your team back, and you're escaping the ship, and you get to one of I think like the coolest areas in the game, just because it's so different. That room, like that that cell room, that's like like uh, nine cells that are like dark red. It's got like the red lights in it. And you're going through and Malik uh, freezes both Karth and Basila, whoever your teammates are with you at that point. It's just it like those two for me. It, 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 no, it, it's the game makes it those three. You okay. can't use them to sneak through the ship. Yeah, because at that point, you also come across Saul and Karth has like a freak out. Um, oh, it's so good. Yeah. At this point in the game, you should know you should find out pretty early on that Saul is the one who like betrayed him and joined the Sith Empire and helped take down the Republic. He's like, uh, there's a big point that he makes where he's like, without Saw Karath, Malik would not have achieved what he was able to, even what yeah. he was able to achieve. Like Saul was kind of like tactician. Yeah, with Tarkin, if if he wouldn't, if Palpatine didn't have Tarkin, he wouldn't have been as successful. Yes, yeah. but instead of Palpatine, imagine if it was like Darth Maul leading the Sith but and Tarkin. Like Palpatine doesn't need. Saw Karath. Malik needs Saw Karath. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's a lot of background. I'm not sure if it, like, if you go through enough with Karth, um, he talks about Saul and said, and he's the reason why he doesn't like trust you and doesn't want to talk to you yeah. at the very beginning because Saul is basically was his commander in charge, was his was basically like, like a father figure, and yeah, then his best friend. Like he had met his family. <laughs> yeah, and Saul is the one that gives the order to destroy Telos. Yes. Which comes in the second game, but that's Karth's home world, which ultimately, presumably, kills his uh, wife and child and destroys yeah. his home planet. And Karth is just like still like a very Kantian sort of like hero, where he's like, "I'm still going to be loyal to the Republic. I'm still going to keep moving mm-hmm. forward." And then when Saul shows up, Karth just like it's just like you fucking <laughs> bastard. Like he kind of does lose it. Yeah, you yeah. realize that like like oh, Karth is like Karth is a patriot. He loves the Republic. Yeah, but you're like. Is Karth just in this so he can kill Saul? I think he's just in this so he can kill Saul. Like, yeah. That's the only uh, reason he's I, pro I hate, to point this, I hate to point this out, but I actually think Karth is boring as hell. Oh, I love <laughs> Karth. Thank you. Oh my god. Uh, I love Karth. Yeah, uh, yeah I, his, his freak out, I think, is just the best where he's like so... He doesn't trust anything, but I think he's pretty calm up to that point. And yeah, he's just like... It's like suddenly, suddenly emotion. It's like, mm. oh shit. I, well, like, I, I was addicted to Karth the whole game, so he's just like, "Why are you so angry at me, bro?" Uh, oh yeah, because you're dark side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he he's like the first character like you when you go out and meet that that vendor on uh, Terrace where you can kill him, and he he's literally just like, "Bro, why did you do that? 
if you're if you're evil and then he doesn't like trust the rest of the game oh yeah <laughs> which uh i should point out this is i Stephanie, you were here for this but i mentioned that every year i send riley uh valentine's day cards based on knights of the old republic oh, doing nice. this for like eight years my favorite <laughs> is still the first one i ever sent you which i think we both have on our phones now is uh it's a picture it's, it's that it's that picture of Karth smiling that somebody made it's the card just read i can't trust anybody happy valentine's day happy valentine's day there's That's a funny. uh there's a meme of um malik standing over basila and he's the the line just says like where'd you get that sensual perfume <laughs> it's ruined that, that moment for me ever since <laughs> that fight with malik is kind of cool like where you have to like he free we were kind of starting to say he freeze your characters and you have to yeah. fight him it was cool like you over, like of course you have to overpower him but i I like that he's like oh you know you're still more powerful you know because you're his master we're his master as you find out and then this is also when bestilla sacrifices herself just like earlier in the game with travis or whatever the hell his name was trask yeah, Travis Tra Olgo, come on. Travis Olgo. Uh, yeah, Travis. <laughs> name, Travis. And yeah. like, I mean, that plays such a big part because I was like, wait a second, she's not coming back. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, because she was one of my characters. <laughs> I was kind of pissed off when they took her away. I mean, I remembered it vaguely that she goes away for a little bit, but I was not happy I didn't have her for the next planet. So it's also, um, I mean, it's also like you, at this point in the game, she's like, I'll sacrifice myself. It's like, no, like, we have a forced bond. Like, we are literally tied together. Like, if you do this, it will kill me. Come it will on. kill me too. Like, come, yeah, Basil, stop. Basil, no. And it's it's part of her work logic too of like, you know, like, oh, like, I must save you. But more importantly, this is the part where Malik, Malik keeps talking to you and you're like, what? Like, the way he's talking We've to you never is very met. familiar. Yeah. He's like, ah, hello, my old friend. And you're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, you I, guess, I, guess, I guess we never explicitly said it, but like, there's like this whole, um, I guess uh, you go back through different conversations in the game, like early on when Karth says, like, you can rip out memories and Basla, like, there are, like, certain things in Basla's conversations with you on Dantooine. Hmm. And then you, Karth, and Malak are all just, like, mind, well, Malak not, but mind's blown. Yeah, it's <laughs> that the uh, flashback to Korriban of you removing the mask is just, like, it was like it's like just the most like mind fucking thing of being like holy shit and the way they explain it is that during when the ship got shot down you survived but you they did something to wipe your memory so yeah, he said screw it we'll yeah. just we'll just yeah. train him as someone different where he has no idea who he is which riley and i have both yelled about this in agreement to each other but <laughs> that's pretty fucked up jedi <laughs> like the jedi are not good they like like just on a moral level we're gonna take this person and wipe their memory and use them as more or less a slave basically to it's achieve very, our it's yeah it's very a clockwork orange where it's just like we're gonna take everything that makes you an, a unique individual and fill in what we want it's just yeah. like by virtue of the game your character discovers themselves again this yeah. is this is also where we find out that not only were Revan and Malik best buds, but they had kind of initiated what the Sith would call like the two. Like there always has to be two Sith. Oh yeah, together. we talked about that at the beginning. Oh okay, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, two. I don't know what to say because I don't know what we've already said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we covered the rule of two and uh, the rule of two. Yeah, and Malik's sh oh. uh, fucking shitty attempt to take over. But I, I mentioned this in the in the previous part, but like this is I think the one big sort of like broken part of the game is Kalo Nord or Kalo Nord. Kalo Nord. <laughs> Kalo Nord is the one that tells Malik 
that you're Revan and you're with Basila because he survives, obviously, the attack on Tatooine. And he goes, yeah. I have something interesting you want to hear. And it's like, you fucking met him in the cantina in the Undercity and you were just like, peace. I don't care about you. You threatened no, to kill him. That, yeah, and it's like, that's Revan. You know it and you tell Malak later. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's such a... it's They had such a hard time introducing darth vader and after he became darth vader like in novels and stuff because they were like how do we do, how do we make anakin into how do we introduce this character and they were like well let's just make him an entirely new character like people people knew who the jedi anakin skywalker was but nobody knows who this mysterious darth vader was and this is like this would be like if somebody saw darth like anakin skywalker two years after he was supposed to have died and they were like i'm gonna kill this motherfucker <laughs> like, <laughs> the strongest jedi to ever me. exist <laughs> Yeah. Like, what's uh, what's Anakin Skywalker doing in this bar? Eh, I'm gonna kill him. I don't care. <laughs> I'll threaten him. Let's go pick up that Kalo Nord guy. <laughs> and, and like, and like the whole like, the story plays so much more because of Bastilla sacrificing herself is like you see scenes throughout the next two the next two planets that you're on of her just being tortured. Like he just yeah. keeps electrocuting mm-hmm. her. She's like, I'll never join the dark side. Oh yes, you will. Like it is. It uh, made me cringe. Yeah, but it's also him, like, um, he's breaking her down, like, I mean, he's a torturer, but he's breaking her down, like, mentally. He's like, yeah, he's like, like, this is why the Jedi are wrong. Like, this is where you're wrong. This is where your philosophy is flawed. And I don't know, maybe if the Jedi philosophy wasn't so fucking flawed, they wouldn't lose so many people to the dark side. <laughs> I stand with Kreia. Oh, shut up. No idea you're talking about. Uh, second, don't worry yeah, about it. Tired. <laughs> purpose is like the jedi fucked up and it, they're the reason that like the sith exists complete bitch yeah which if you look at if you go back to like the original like old history of the jedi with like a junta paul they are the reason the sith exists and I then corban i was okay with corban like i i go to it i'm glad i went to it last because because i mean with me playing as a good character it was a little annoying because i had to i had to try to be a sith so i had to like lie a couple different times and try to get by like it was weird it's a cool you, i like the planet did you meet Dustil or did you skip that too <laughs> who's Dustil? Uh, that's okay. I went in all the tombs and killed everybody. I did do that. It's so Karth's son is presumed dead after Telos, but he actually gets like sort of recruited by the Sith, and he's oh. on Korriban. Like you meet him, and oh, uh-huh. you guys, you guys are sleeping on Karth. Like this is uh, so sad. Karth was with me at this point, just because I lost Bastilla, so I brought Karth in. <laughs> I sit around you. If you take, you Karth. did. It doesn't matter if you yeah you take Karth on the Korriban with you. First of all, it's great because it's I, basically my rule with taking like uh, companions to planets in any game. Like I know Kotor now at this point where I know exactly who to take for which story beats. But yeah. in any game where I'm like, oh, we're going to this area, I know that this companion hates this area, so I'm gonna take them because they will have some interesting things to say about it. It's okay. interesting you mentioned that because you you mentioned bringing Basila with the trial on Manan. But because yeah. I always do Manon last, which means it's after the Leviathan, I don't think I've ever played through it that way. I've oh, never yeah. brought her there. Yeah, she is great because, yeah, she's so strict and, like, the code is all that matters. And the whole trial is about, like, the code doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like it's not it's not necessarily whatever means to the end but the means and the end both matter equally <laughs> i mean they do show how evil the sith are on this planet like with the with this one side we're not really side quest, but a little thing you can do where they have three people standing here to try to get in and he's like yeah i told them they stand here i'll let them in but i'm not gonna let them in they're just gonna <laughs> die like it is just yeah it's brutal mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um it's cool yeah it's i i like that whole area 
a lot. I like Korriban in both games a lot because they're they're totally different. Um, in this game, Korriban is an active academy. In the second game, Korriban is a dead planet. Yep. But in both games, you are going through like the ruins. You're learning about the Sith, which is incredibly interesting. You're learning about their structure and the way the school is set up is so interesting to me. Of there's a headmaster and then there's like um I can't remember what like his apprentice is called, but she's like oh, the, the chick. Yeah, and she she wants to kill him to take over. And he knows and expects her to try to kill him. And it's like... And he thinks like, so lowly of her. Like, he's just yeah. like, yeah, it's not going to happen. You realize how <laughs> the Sith operate. And it's just like, it's just such a good insight into that, like, weird structure. Which uh, the MMO, if you play Dark Side, just, like, compounds on massively. Where it's, like, um, I think we both did Dark Side when we played together, right, Riley? And it was like, you start at the Academy, basically. And you like, your goal is to kill your way up. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're talking about the old republic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I you basically go through the same temples and stuff as well. It's pretty cool. The design yeah. remains the same. It's cool learning about like um the like the past of the past of the Sith and like how they came to be, and like who they revere and why. I like how in the Jedi, basically what like a Jedi master is supposed to do at the Padawan is kind of keep them on the path to the light. And with the Sith, it's like yeah, stay on the dark side, but at some point you also got to kill me. So yeah. they always have to do these weird multitasks on each side, which it's it's hilarious. I think that's why I like um, the Clone Wars so much is because so much of it is Palpatine constantly threatening Dooku and Dooku just trying to find all these new ways to kill Palpatine. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like, oh, of course, my master. I'll always believe you. Palpatine's like, if you send that fucker Maul at me one more goddamn time, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I will... <laughs> I will fucking kick your ass. Awesome. <laughs> I just like the idea of Palpatine being like, I'll kick your ass, bro. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, Korriban is just odd, too. Like, it is a very weird planet that you're on. Like, it's very deserty and, like, everything is dead. And, like, you go, like, this is, it's frosted pretty quickly. You just go in a couple different tombs and you have, like, a little mission because you're trying to earn enough reputation in order to pass the test to tell the Sith guy that, yes, I'm ready. We can go to the final place and continue on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that it's uh, <laughs> I love that it's like you you go there and the it's like the culmination of everything you do in Korriban. Like the chicks, like oh, I'm gonna like the Twilight, uh, uh, like underling is like oh, I'll go there and I'll meet you there. We'll kill the master together. And the master's like I'll go there and the Twi'lek's probably gonna try to kill me there, so you'll be on my <laughs> side. <laughs> and then it has. That I don't know what that puzzle is called. It's a puzzle that shows up in like so many games where you have to like stack the rings on top of one another. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. I forgot yeah. about that. Like the first I, time I did it, I had to look up a guy because I was just like, I don't under even I don't even understand the rules. But that it's it's probably the best puzzle in the game. I love yeah. whenever that puzzle shows up in any game. It shows up in like every Bioware game after that. Oh really? Yeah, it's like their go-to puzzle. It shows up in like I think like multiple Dragon Ages. I think it shows up in. It might show up in all three Dragon Age games, to be honest. Does it, does it really? <laughs> I think so. It's not in Inquisition, but it's in one of the DLCs for Inquisition. Huh. It's just like, it's like a go-to puzzle for any game. And I don't know what it is about it, but I just, I enjoy it so much. It's so easy and fun. <laughs> like, now that I know how to play it, it's so easy and fun. The first time I was definitely like, what the fuck? Yeah. I like, <laughs> look at the rules. But <laughs> I love that after you, uh, after you get to the Starforge map, on Carbon, and you either side with the underling or the master. Is it? I think it's regardless of who you side with. When you come out, it's just chaos. 
Like um, if you if you side with him and kill the underling, I think you're all fine. But if you kill him, or in my case, you kill both of them, <laughs> then you have to kill everybody. Everybody. In the it's and great. I was, it's I was like, not. I would not have been prepared for that otherwise. I, I love it. Early. The implication of it is so hilarious to me. Of the second <laughs> one Sith kills another Sith, all the other Sith are like. It's cracking off. It's time to go. <laughs> it's like this... a, like a new position just opened up, so everyone just murder the shit out of each other. <laughs> as a, as a total aside, is this where you guys met Darth Bandon, or did you meet him earlier? This is where I did. Yeah, Who? I think I met him earlier. Because I find that that's one of like the toughest fights in the entire game for me. Because like he is really strong, and then I think he has two underlings. They're both like dark jedi and it's like i struggled with this battle so much and it's always on korriban (laughs) for me but i but i do that before i get to the leviathan so it might have been manon for you guys um fun fact for you which a lot of people have a lot of people miss since we're talking about tras olgo bandon is actually the dark jedi that's that that guy yeah a lot of people miss that yeah when the beginning when tras sacrifices himself to fight the dark jedi that's darth bandon Oh, well, that's also because they use the same uh, model for other random character for other yes. random Dark Jedi too. That was my issue with that part. Like I did, I thought yes. that was stupid. But Darth Bandon is such a unique character model that only shows up twice in the game. So it's pretty like it's just understood that that's him. Like you could say like oh, all the Twi'leks they reuse those. They actually is it um Rook Lamar for whatever reason they use his character model a number of times. They do, yeah. But yeah, that's that is in the story of the game. That is Darth Bandon at the beginning, uh, coming to kill Bastila Sean and potentially you. Uh, I think it's you. I think it's just Bastila. Oh that. no, it's there to capture Bastila. I think. Yeah, because I think Malik doesn't know that he Malik suspects you're alive, but he doesn't know. He has like that, um, like you know, that force sense of like, oh, my master's still around. Well, I think, no, but Kalonor would have told him by then. Yeah, but not the beginning of the game when Darth Bandon goes to kill him. Oh, you're talking about the very, very, oh, very, Yeah, very the very beginning, he's just there to, to kill kill or capture Bastila. Yeah, I've always had a lot of trouble with that fight. And it's always on Korriban, and it's always, like, right before you're about to go into one of the tombs or something like that. And it's very frustrating. I would just like to make it, uh, just to say it's even more impressive that Trask managed to hold him off. Oh, barely. <laughs> <laughs> like Trask just like just like like the Black Knight from Monty Python. He's like cutting off his legs. He's like, y'all have to do more than that. That's not me. It's just but a flesh wound. <laughs> he's like he's like on the ground. He like doesn't have any arms or any legs. And he's like, I hope they made it to the escape pod. He's like looking out a window of the ship, he sees the escape pod going. He's like, ah, yes, I've achieved Originally, my goal. Originally. I tried to fight. I tried to fight both those characters together. When you're, you can, and I got, I got massacred. Then I just killed the the master first, and I went and killed the student because she's like, okay, now I'm gonna kill you too. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how you do it. Like if you follow her, you're gonna have to kill her regardless. Yeah, I think you. I think you can get out of it. I'm not sure. Maybe um, if you can talk better. My guy couldn't talk. I don't. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think back now. I don't. I, maybe if you. Maybe it, it doesn't matter. You might not be able to persuade her regardless. Um, I've never been able to do it, and I always max persuade, but I, I might think, not be playing it the right way. I don't think there's an. I'm trying to think back. I'm not sure there's an option to persuade her. I guess it wouldn't make sense because she's not. She's not dumb, and you kind of need weak will to be mind tricked. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that, you um, can persuade her. I there is. I, I I don't know why they do this other than to tell you that like that the success check is 
difficult uh, sometimes in the beginning of the game. When you're doing the dueling ring, you can... Persuade him for more money. Yeah, and it fails every single time. It's a 100% fail rate, no matter what you do. And I don't know why they added that in there other than to say, like, like, oh, this, like, the huts are smart or something. But then you can you can talk to another hut later and persuade him on the same planet. <laughs> so I, I was always wondering, I always wondered why that option was in there, unless, like, you should have been able to persuade him and they just messed it up. So it's well, odd. I don't remember, because if you max your charisma and you i feel like i've been able to persuade him before because if you max your charisma like and ignore the other attributes zax you can persuade the 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 bounty hunter no uh, the uh, one in the duel i'm talking about the one in the dueling ring i'm pretty sure that you can because i've done it before i think you can only persuade him after you beat bindex star killer and then he can then you can like ask for more money he's like you know what you've done so much for me here you go here's like a little extra cash a little and now there's nobody left for you to fight yeah, I think you can't, you can, like, he won't give you more than 10% regardless of how, because I always max out my Persuade immediately, and he will never, he's never let me do it. Well, Same no, here. you have to max out your Persuade and your Charisma and the Attributes. I think if you do it that way. Maybe. It, I that's think all, so. That really fucks you over for the end of the game, though. Oh, it, oh, it, oh, it totally does. But yeah. that's how I played when I was, like, 11, because I was just like, <laughs> I want to be able to persuade everybody. I'm so cool. Everyone <laughs> loves me. All right. So after you get the last Our, map of Corbin, which I like how... That, okay, this is where I had to use the stealth thing I was talking about earlier, where you have to sneak by those two monsters. I could not kill them by myself, no matter how many times I tried. You have to sneak. I had to use stealth. That's how I learned there was a stealth button. Dude. And got through to that part. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Um, where is this? When you're inside the temple where the star map is, and you have these two guardian monsters, and you can't, no matter what you do, cannot kill them. I can't think what they're called. Baby rancors are what I call them. They're not baby rancors. I know they look like baby rancors. Are they? They're not more tarantetics. I don't think. Doesn't matter. I think they're. I think they're the. I think the same thing that shows up in the second game that like they can go invisible. That sounds frightening. In the second game on Korriban, there's like if you like disturb the gray. You have to attack all these like invisible uh, Komodo dragon looking things that oh, I always well, them. I know what you're talking about, but I don't think they're the same thing. I, I can't I can't remember what the, the monsters were in Korriban. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> no, so, I know to the wiki. <laughs> you look up, I'll talk. So okay. and like I thought that was cool. Like you get the star map, you fight all the Sith, and this is where the like like this is the part where you think you're getting to the end of the game unless you have a walkthrough. No, because you get all the star maps, you figure <laughs> out where the star forge is, where you've been trying to get to all this time, and then you fucking crash. Can I uh, <laughs> can I bring up the dumbest change in Star Wars still? Um sure. I don't know why I don't know why this changed. I it's so stupid and so tiny and it pisses me off so much because it's so pointless. When Disney made the new canon for Star Wars, Korriban exists. But it's a completely different planet, and it's not called Korriban. It's called yep. Moriband. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. I know, I know. And as soon as you said, like, the, the most annoying thing, like, there's no point to it. Like, yeah. I don't... They changed the entire planet, and they, like, they made it, like, an M instead of a K, and they added it Wasn't it in the newest movie? Isn't that where he goes? Yeah, it's okay. like... Just make it a different planet. <laughs> like, if you're going to change the name and everything about it, why even change it in the first place? Why not just make it a new planet? And just like, mm -hmm. I think they were like, well, Korriban was like, that's like the birthplace of the Sith. And so we have to make it some other place. And we'll just say like, oh, they were wrong. This is the actual birthplace of the Sith. Like, to change everything about Korriban is so weird down to like, um, like Yoda goes there. And it's like, a, 
Also, they changed it again, yeah, because Yoda goes there and on the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's like a completely yeah. dark, like like empty void planet. And, he, and like they show like desert outside, and he goes into a tomb, and it's like completely different. And he talks to Darth Vader. It's like, why even have this in here? Why is this? <laughs> why is this core? Like, why even do this? I, it's such a tiny change. I don't understand. Piss you off, Stu. It's so. It, it'd be like if it'd be like if they said like. Like, oh no, it wasn't Alderaan that go that got blown up. It was it's Malderaan. Malderaan. Yeah. And it was it wasn't actually where Princess Leia was from. It was from where Han Solo's planet. It's like that doesn't matter. <laughs> the point is they blew up a planet. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> just, oh god, how how annoying would it be if they you know, like JJ Abrams came out and was like, of course when they went to Malderaan. <laughs> It was it's it's almost like it's almost like George Lucas misspoke one time and then somebody called him on it and he got upset and he was like, no, it's not Corban. It is Warband. I've changed it. In my Now it's Warband. <laughs> so speaking of that, what is the name Warband of the planet you crash land on? Because I can never it's, remember the name. Rakata. It's no, it's not. So it's so I yeah, it was it, well, so it's it was originally called Rakata Prime and like that's what it was referred to in the video game. But there was a book that came out in like oh, twenty twelve. Well, yeah. I don't even remember what it was, like Darth Bane's like Revenge or something like that. I didn't read it. But it's called Lahan. <laughs> it's like yeah. L E H O N. And I was oh. like, that's not that's not in the game, but that's what it's called. Yeah, so um, you're talking about like when it was the Infinite Empire? Well, that was just like its name. The Rakata is the name of the species, so Rakata Prime is what they thought, like what I guess what fans assumed was the name of the planet and stuff like that. It has but no it, name actually, the game. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, and it's only revealed in the book and a in a book that came out nine years later. That was actually oh by the way, it was this. It's like yeah. okay. The book's Didn't not really bad. Care. It talks about like the um it talks about like the Rakata people how they built the Star Forge and how they ultimately yeah. fell. Yeah, they, they're like cannibals and they like destroy and eat each other in that I book. I did not like this planet because this is a planet they where you, you end up crashing and you're trying to get parts. You find out there are these two tribes yes. of the same. And you and I guess you can play this a lot differently. Like in my guide, it said go to the you meet this one tribe, let's say go to the other tribe and then murder all of them. <laughs> and I did the light way. I went back and I said, No, I'll go rescue those hostages. Little did I realize that when I went back to the old tribe, everybody wanted to kill me. I had to I had a mm -hmm. tough time fighting rancors, fighting yeah. these aliens. Like I was like, Oh, this is not a good idea. I should have uh, just killed one of the one of the coolest looking planets in the game though yeah especially nice. if you still have all the gizka on your ship because it pays off hilariously here. oh yeah <laughs> your ship crashes and all of a sudden gizka have immediately taken over the planet oh <laughs> it's like the gizka, rabbits though. yeah they're just every yeah it's, yeah it's like rabbits in australia they're just everywhere <laughs> it, i i got a little annoyed because when i had to fight all the rancors i rancors can fuck you up if you're not if you don't kill them quick enough they I, will fuck up your health this planet is um it's probably gonna be the hardest to talk about because yeah. depending on we'll, we'll like we'll just talk about it a little bit because depending on how you play the game this planet goes so differently just like small things like build up to make this planet incredibly different uh if you're light side yeah you can like you kind of have to really play around like carefully with the two tribes I, I don't know if there's any ending where they don't kill each other or like you don't have to take out one or the other I but if you have to it. no matter what there's also an instant yeah. death where when you go to the second tribe if you tell them yeah the other guy sent me they just electrocute you and game over that happens yeah um yeah that can happen happy. <laughs> if you play dark side this is where like this is where like shit is super intense because i think you can kill both but more importantly at this point, Bastila's gone, and your crew is kind of like 
deciding whether or not to go with you. Yeah, and you can actually you can actually get into a fight and kill the majority of your crew that's left. You can kill um I think you kill Mission, Zalbar. No, Zalbar will stay so, with you. Yeah, Zalbar has the life debt with you. He even betrays Mission to stay with you. Mission, uh, Karth, Juhani, Juhani. And I think you can kill Jolie at this point. I, I, I'm convinced that Jolie has to be there at the Temple of the Ancients with Basila. I don't but I've think never he played has Starfuck. to be. But yeah, it's it's super dark because essentially, yeah, you're just like you're left with like nobody. <laughs> like your your crew has turned against you, and you're like, it's a super dark story. Like, all right, like I guess I'll just have to like keep going. <laughs> Everyone's dead, and you're like, come on, Karth, like let's go. <laughs> like yeah, Karth's like, are we still trying to save the day? <laughs> like, yeah, that's if you go dark side. If, oh, goes, that's where if you're a girl, he professes his love for you. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of Karth being like. Like just like a teenage girl, where he's like, she's like, I love you, and he just like runs off and like, <laughs> like runs off into the, the behind a sand dune. Like, all right, bye. I guess that's the end of Karth. Oh, I. It was a little like when you when you finally get you get the when you finally get to the top of the temple because the whole point of this planet, you find out one, you got to fix your ship, and two, you have to shut down the shield generator that's surrounding the Star Forge, and that whole part where you go up and you run into Bastilla because he sent Malak has sent her down, and you find out that now she's evil she's wearing black clothes now instead yeah <laughs> the international sign of i'm the bad guy i think she also I, has a red lightsaber at that point yes she does which oh, yeah. she that? I, um, doesn't I she go. have does it does she have a red single lightsaber at that point no it's still yeah. a double i want to say i thought oh, no i think she has a single blade light she gets a double blade lightsaber later on leviathan I think. I think I at this point she has remember. a single blade lightsaber. And I always thought that was. I, I I think I remember that because I always thought that was weird. Where I was like, why didn't they just replace the crystal in her old blade? Did mm-hmm. Did Malik destroy her old lightsaber? I thought it was double bladed. I can't. I don't know. I'm having trouble. I, I don't remembering. know. I never played the dark side. I don't remember. Well, she attacks you regardless. I like it on well, this planet yeah, all the uh, that there's just like Mandalorians hanging out. Like they're just they're there to like guard the temple. I like that they're just in a camp outside. Like it was like I guess we'll just hang out here. They're also like stupid hard for yeah, for being like random yeah, enemies. Are. You're like running up into the camp. It's just like they're like they're, they're annoying with how hard they are. I think this was the game that made me realize that lightsabers are difficult to use because um, we didn't mention them, but on Kashyyyk, there's a bunch of Mandalorians too. And you can find a, you can find like a video recording of a Mandalorian who has oh, cut yeah. his arm off with a lightsaber because he's like swinging around like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm a Jedi too. <laughs> it's so funny. It is really funny. And it's the first time I was like, oh, I guess lightsabers aren't just like swords. That make like it, I like it just it blew my mind. I was like, that makes complete sense. Yeah, there's no weight in light, so there's no weight in the blade. It's on the hilt, so you're not gonna know what to do. And also, the hilts have like gyroscopes in them, and so they like they you don't just swing them. You have to like actually like force them to move. It's it's like it was the first time I realized like oh, a lightsaber isn't just a stick. <laughs> it's not like a katana. Yeah, you have to you like you have to be trained to know how to use it. And it's like I was suddenly impressed by all lightsaber combat at that point. I was like, oh yeah, okay. In this and world, even like the whole. I mean, I didn't like when you had to fight Bastila. I mean, this is the part where you have to choose light, light side <laughs> or dark side. And this is where you have to if you choose dark side. Bastila will join you and you'll kill some of your team members we've been talking about off and on throughout this this episode. 
I I don't I know he's not doing it on purpose. I know I'm not. That's the best part. <laughs> I just can't. Um, I do it on purpose to annoy people. Yeah, it's just in three hours. Okay. Story, the big hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, I I will purposely say names wrong. What annoys me is that he's not doing it on purpose. He's just not absorbing it. <laughs> <laughs> Does not compute. Does not compute. <laughs> like, just, and then when you the Star Forge, like where you, the final part of this game, yes, irritated me at point because like they they do one thing in this game, like okay, they run down this hallway and get to Bastila and get to Malik, and you end up just fighting too many enemies. Like I was like, okay, this it's is getting so a little hot. ridiculous now. Oh yeah. And they'll send like twenty. Like I, I swear they just keep opening the door and respawning. I'm like, okay, this is like. You're fighting way too many people without even a chance to sit back and relax. Like I was, I was getting annoyed. I do, um, I, I do like the Starforge a lot. Like, it's a really cool. It looks cool. Should it's we a... explain what the Starforge is? That's probably yes. Good. Yeah, we have to because it's 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 like it is the point of the game. We're like, okay, this is like the Death Star part of every Star Wars story. <laughs> Which it, it's funny that this came up because uh, Riley, remember when we played the MMO and we had to go to like five planets in a row and all of them involved a giant world killing like device, yeah. like a weapon. And we're like, Star we Wars just get so many ideas. <laughs> we're just like, we, we just did a New Hope like five times in a row. But yeah, this the Star Forge I love because it's not a planet killing weapon. It looks at first like it's going to be another Death Star, but it's actually a like it's, it's a, actually it's like a, a factory. Yeah, it's a giant like factory shipyard that is just used to create like droids and ships and like like massive frigates and all their weapons are made there all their armor is made there yeah and we it, mentioned like two yeah. hours ago where it was like revan and malik come back from deep deep space and then they all of a sudden they have this army this armada and people are like where mm -hmm. did this come from we don't get it and it's because yeah. they found the star forge and basically spent a year creating it and it's and it's built by the people you meet on that planet with the the energy shield that's like blocking it the ricotta yeah who have like basically forgotten how to use the technology and the first time revan goes there uh he convinces him he's gonna destroy it and then he goes in and decides like oh, this is gonna be my army now and yeah, that's how the game takes place. So it's like a Lord of the Rings type thing, like throw it into the fire. No, yeah. it's it. It's <laughs> I love that it's um, I love that the Rakata view Revan as like a god. So just like they're so they used to be a civilization and they've like regressed so much. The, the, the book about them is like how essentially they they like fell to the dark side like and they invented like hyperspeed too and brought yeah. it to the rest of the galaxy. And it just they just like got consumed by their own like culture and fell apart and eventually like devolved into just like mindless like rant. like they're not like mindless but they're like bordering on barely they're like, like they're bordering on insentient objects almost yeah they're, they're like these like religious like animalistic like zealots that are worshiping something they don't even understand anymore yeah back when their empire evil. basically controlled the entire galaxy at one point yeah it's such a it's like such a, a one-off little planet where he was like i just gotta go here to like take out this I gotta go take out the shields. It's like it's the indoor part of uh it's the indoor part of, of Return of the Jedi. Basically, uh, yeah. But it's just it's got such a deep backstory to it that they don't tell you until later. And it's like, oh shit, like that's fucked up. I think it's it shows up in the MMO too, because you can find some Rakata like mm -hmm. walking around and talk to them. But uh I, I love that it's the Starforge is feeding off of the sun. That's where it gets its power from. 
And as soon as anything says it gets its power from the sun, my brain goes, I'm dropping this thing into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that is how this always ends. <laughs> it's just it, it's like my least one of my least favorite parts of this game. It's second to Manon, where it's just too long of just randomly killing guys for no reason. I mean, I was already getting I was level 20 at this point. I maxed out. I'm like, uh, I don't need to do this anymore. And you fight so many guys. There were a couple different fights where I would lose one to two people and barely get by because I had tons and tons of med packs at this point or life support packs, they were called. I was yeah, I think yeah. the issue is for a while, the story stops entirely. It's like it's you're just now you're just killing things. You're yeah, not really it, learning anything. The anymore. only thing you really get is when you get to Bastilla and that's when you <laughs> get more of like that's that this like this is a big like story part where you can turn her back to the light side or or you can kill her. I tried, tried to turn her. I even followed the guys that okay, tell you love her. Like I love you. She's like that's nice. And the lightsaber turned back on. I'm like, oh damn it. Yeah, you know how that, you know that works a lot better if you did her quests and you listened to her and talked to her throughout the game. Ooh, yeah, that didn't happen. I talked yeah. to her a few times. I always uh, really not, I always try to save Bastila regardless of whether I or not tried. I'm light or dark. Um, it didn't work out too well. She, I had to kill her, and I was like, I was kind of bummed, even though it doesn't matter because right after Bastila, when you would have gotten her, you it's not very long before you're in the fight with Malik. It's the next fight. Yeah, and it's like the next okay, room. The thing about Malik, like I had no idea until there's a stupid cutscene that we had not mentioned that it Malik was... has this big gray thing across his mouth. He has no fucking mouth. Cut yeah, his that's mouth. That's like, because like, it was cut off. I like how Mike is at the end of the game going like, guys, did you know Malik is bald? <laughs> I'm okay with the bald part. He had no mouth. He had, like, like you did not notice that he had this giant metal thing. <laughs> Well, I noticed it, but I, I didn't think it was... I didn't think his yeah. mouth got cut off. That was from the first time he tried to overthrow Revan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense because it's... I don't know, it, it, it bothered me. just get stitches you... and cut his fucking mouth off. Oh, that, that bothered <laughs> me when you first see that. I was like... Yeah, I love... Um, Malik is like... Malik is like the perfect villain for this story because he doesn't have a lot going on story-wise. He's got like a complex backstory. He was like best friends with... There you go. It's the image that Mike just posted of uh, of Jawless <laughs> Malik. I love when he turns around, yeah, and is like, oh, shit, <laughs> put that back in. It bothered me because the whole time of the of the game, you see him with the mouthpiece on, like, in the cover, and that was okay. I thought, okay, it's just like a Vader type thing. I didn't realize he had no mouth. Like, it was just yeah. gone. It's like it's like his space dentures. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know what it is? I always, it's, it's intimidating, but it was kind of ruined for me after I watched the Venture Brothers, and I think Stefan's the only one who might understand what I'm referencing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with Baron, uh, was it Baron Undertooth? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he takes his mouth thing off. It's just tongue sticking out. Everyone's freaking out. Like, oh god, <laughs> oh, disgusting. Just, god, it's a weird. Like the fight. The fight was annoying. Like when I first played this game, I don't think we had this on the <laughs> early recording, but I got to this fight very end of the game, and I could not beat him. I didn't have enough med packs because if you play light side, you're supposed to destroy these tubes of Jedi where he'll steal their health and he'll recover. Yeah. But if you're dark side, you can just rec- use them to recover yourself anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. uh it's super fucking dark that he has these these like culto tanks filled with Jedi and he's essentially draining them of their life force to regenerate himself. I think it just show, goes to show that he knows he's kind of underpowered to Revan, but he yeah. found a way to kind of stay into the fight cuz that's what I got from it. From yeah. It. It's cra- it's really interesting to me too cuz Revan like 
in this game, Malik kind of got shafted a little bit because he does have a crazy backstory. He was with Revan from the beginning. He was his apprentice. He learned everything from Revan. Right. And, but, you, but you don't get any of that from him. You get it yeah. basically about all the other characters talking about Malik, which is why I feel like that fight is really underwhelming because it's yeah. like, you don't see, there's only like two or three cutscenes and like there's one cool one on the Leviathan, but when you finally fight him, it's just like, it doesn't feel, I feel like the Basila fight is more, it's so much more emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the fight against Malik is just like, cool. I know he was a villain, but like I don't really connect him with my character, even though I'm Revan. Yeah, it's fast. Uh, the fight is like, I need to do this, and the Malik fight is like, I've got to do this. Like, I would I've got say, this thing after I fight you. <laughs> yeah, I would say overall that even in Revan's story, that Malik wasn't the big bad guy, which we'll have to talk about after this game. What happens yeah. to Revan? afterwards yes but just like almost at the end right now i like i think i think the issue with malik is like you find out only later you find out from like this like the second game has rev and malik stuff in it the mmo has some malik story in it there are books about malik that are way more interesting to to me malik is like a very intimidating sith lord after the fact yeah yeah he is just like pure brute force uh, he's just an unstoppable he's just, it's just like an unstoppable slab of meat like yeah <laughs> the, to the point that they even made his character model taller than anybody else so he's just like <laughs> huge and intimidating and he's got that really cool armor and that like the tattoos on his head that just make him stand out he's extremely well designed as a character which is why like his armor and his head tattoos show up like this is why he's like cosplayed constantly because it's such an iconic look but it's just, he just needed a little bit more. I don't know. Like it would have given it, it away. Maybe if it was too early in the game, maybe when you find out who you are, it should go into like a little cutscene of you with Rev or with Malik. It just needed something a little bit more. Yeah. And I think it's, it's uh, like, I, we talked about this way earlier, but like, I like this game more than the second one. But the one thing the second one does so much better is it fleshes out its villains oh, and yeah. makes them interesting. And well, like the villains, Malik's... like they aren't villains in the second game. It's just battling ideologies, essentially. Well, I mean, well, two of them are. Well, but... yeah, there's one is like <laughs> they're they're like they're not characters; they're forces, rather. Yeah, and and I feel like just like I, I agree with you that if you had realized you were Revan earlier, it would have made the impact of that sort of um, plot twist it a little bit. It would have cheapened it, but it would have brought Malik into the story and made his cutscenes make have so much more of an impact and i i wouldn't change the game for that but i think the one thing the game really fails at is that malik isn't menacing yeah i think um like in my ideal well in my ideal world there'd be five more of these games but in my ideal (laughs) world for this game specifically is after after you learn your revan and you get off the leviathan and you're back on i i think i think the leviathan should happen after the four planets in the like in the ideal version of this game you go through all four planets then you get scooped up by the leviathan and the next thing that happens is like a flashback where you learn about malik and yeah like an actual flashback instead of just like dialogue yeah like you actually play as old revan and you learn about malik and you like you see malik like betray you or something you like you get a sense of like him working against you or you get a sense of like his morality and how he just he'll just kill everything or just showing them like at like when they were originally like jedi knights like because malik clearly like admired him and like followed him into battle and it wasn't until that they would turn dark that 
he was just like, well, I want more than this. Like he was yeah. clearly like mm-hmm. a devoted sort of like acolyte to him. There's a scene in the second game that works in the second game, but it almost works better for this game going back to it where um, on Korriban, you can go into a uh, like a, a kind of hidden temple and it's um, you have to defeat Olmec. Um, oh. <laughs> You go into a hidden temple and it's like a it's like a force vision temple where like you're reliving your part in the Mandalorian Wars. And the second game you play is like one of Revan's uh, like, like a soldier. Yeah, one of his old generals, essentially. But there's a part where you come across Malak and it's like a flashback to you at the Jedi Academy on Dantooine. And it's him yeah. recruiting you to work for Revan. And he's recruiting like all these people and Bastila shows up. And that's when you realize like, wait, Bastila didn't join Malak and Revan. And that's when like when the vision starts like um, working against you. It's like a nightmare type situation where you end up having to fight all these people and Bastila and Malak. Uh, and it's yeah. like that needed to, that's a great part of that game, but that almost needed to be in this game more than it needed to be in the second one. I agree. It gives more context to the second game than it does to the, or to the first game than it does to the second game. It's great. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it needs to be in both. And I, I do like, like, after you kill Malak, depending on how you played this game, it sounds like there's a bunch of different endings. Like, in me, I had everybody bet, um, but Bastilla. There's essentially six different endings. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. You could argue what's eight. The, what's the canon one? That's what we should talk about. The if canon the, one is, is he's light and he um, saves Bastila. Yeah. Um, in the stories, yeah. they actually get married and have a yep. son. And yeah, then he disappears cool. like a year later. But yeah, he goes off on he goes off with T three M four and uh, HK forty seven, and yeah. that's kind of uh, this is this is why I like the second game more. The first game is great, but the second game is essentially Revan is gone, the Jedi are gone. Here's here's the effects of war. Here's what happens in a vacuum. Here's, without... Yeah, here's everybody picking up the pieces of yeah. this war that a lot of these people weren't even part of. Yeah, mm. it's it's like it's really delving into like I mean the whole half of the game is like dealing with like refugees from the war and the other half of the game is dealing from Sith lords who only exist because of the power vacuum that was left and they all like started vying for power and one other Sith lord who's doing something completely different and completely unique to star wars like it's yeah it's actually amazing yeah the second game the first game is a is a breakdown like it's not a breakdown the first game just shows you all the complexity of the jedi and the sith and it focuses so heavily on that and the second game is like a criticism of everything star wars yeah Mm. like like all the issues yeah like all the issues people have with like the jedi like get brought up by characters in that game and everybody's like just like you're right this is they're they're hypocrites like they're they're not these benevolent gods there's a I don't want to spoil the second game. I'll just say there's a character in the second game who basically is like, the Jedi are wrong, the Sith are wrong. I'm going to kill the Force. And it's like, <laughs> what? So like, you can do that? <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, that's, You've got to play the second one. The second one is... Uh, the first game is like the perfect star wars story and the second one is the perfect criticism of star wars yeah and there's like so much philosophy to it and the characters are much more fleshed out and yeah it's just why um i think like i was worried i I think both me and riley were both worried when like the mmo was coming out that it was going to be like just 
like, oh, we're just going to cash in on like the fact that people like this. But the MMO actually has really good writing to it as well. That's surprising. Yeah, uh, not all the, like the expanded parts of it, but the original sort of like main stories are really good. Yeah, I and mean, I think when you start fighting like Vitiate and you have to deal with like joining up with the Sith, I, I, I always I thought that stuff was done really well too. Uh, should we talk about that? Just Revan being captured by Vitiate and all that. Um, that's the second one, right? That's no, no that's the MMO. Yeah, we're I don't want to go there. That's, yeah, there's no we're way we're already can... running really long. <laughs> we'll just say that, like, we'll just say that, like, Kotor, it takes place in it's the old republics, four thousand years ago, and there are things outside the galaxy that are more dangerous than the Sith, and like that becomes like a central theme of uh of the MMO. Like it, it takes everything and it like just expands like expands the universe like okay now we're fighting these people that we like we didn't even know existed and it's a whole new kind of enemy so i took I, so many so many notes about this <laughs> yeah i i like the mmo a lot i would recommend people play it it's not like a super intensive mmo i think it's a really fun game to play like i said like riley and i played it together i think it's a great game to play with a friend and just like talk while you're playing it yeah but i don't know that i would really love playing it by myself <laughs> Yeah, I well, I'll just say this, that Revan essentially is so fucking powerful that could will himself back from the dead. Yes, that is something that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah <laughs> I like how he he like splits his mind in the MMO, too. Yep, he's light and dark side and he has to meld them back together basically to become yeah. one with the force. I love um because I was I thought it was really cool how like in and the MMO, like, immediately, like, one of the first Jedi you come across is, like, Satil Sean. And I was like, is that, like, Basil's kid? And it's her granddaughter. And I like yeah. that it gets to a point in the game where, like, you've defeated the enemy and Satil Sean is just still around with you. And then they start going into, like, the Revan stuff and it becomes, like, the game almost, the game almost, like, stops being about you for a while. <laughs> like, it's like, all right, like, we got this other story we got to tell. <laughs> Well, it's cool because I think they know how many people like played these games and love yeah. them. But there's there's one thing in the MMO that I, Stuart, we talked about this a couple days ago when I asked if either of uh, Stefan or Mike had completed the uh, the mm. quest in Terrace where you can lead the uh, people oh, yeah, in the yeah. Undercity to the Promised Land, and then oh, in the MMO, gosh. like very early in Terrace, you find out that they all died anyway, right after like getting yeah. salvation and it's dark it's yeah, you, depressing you like you're fighting like the second you get to terrace you're fighting raccoons and if you like play the original the first thought you have is like why are there raccoons everywhere i thought i assumed that they would have been destroyed when terrace was destroyed and you find out essentially that because you led the people to the promised land they became the raccoons that are now inhabiting terrace it's like oh no yeah <laughs> Oh, I just ruined everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Had I not helped them, the world would have been better. <laughs> that is depressing. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I, that's why I like the old Republic games so much. Is they, it's like they, they weave in stuff very, very well. Yeah, I, they're not afraid to like question morality and mm -hmm. like, are you doing the right thing? Like, are you doing the right thing for the right reason? And also, are you doing the right thing and still thinking of the potential consequences, like the long term? Like, yeah, it almost makes. Like Revan's almost even when he's a Sith Lord, he's almost a good guy in the long term because he's not trying to conquer the Republic. He's trying to absorb it into the Sith Empire because at this point he's aware of the other Sith Empire and he knows that they're going to have to fight them and that if they come now, the Republic will fall. Mm -hmm. Which it's very easy for him because he knows that once they start fighting the Jedi, yeah. he knows everything they're going to do. 
yeah it's, yeah it's like he's like um that's why people say like he's their favorite sith lord like he's almost not a sith lord he's he's he's, he's a good heel to the other yeah. characters but i never he's, really see him as like a villain except for when you're talking about him before you realize you're revan like the stuff yeah. he does when he comes back but like when he comes back after uh, yeah he's like uh like i let's i i was annoyed when he shows up in the clone wars it's like oh he's just a sit like another sith lord I'm like no like he had it like his goal was never to be the most powerful his he was always at the end of the day he was always a patriot even when he was fighting the republic he was mm. trying to unite these people because he knew that they needed to be strong to oh, fight these other people the way you're talking about it reminds me of like dr doom from like marvel comics where he's yeah. a villain and he's like exactly. he's the only one smart enough to know that this is the way that it needs to be done to save everything yeah. yeah like this is this is how the world it's we it's funny because we uh i don't know if the episodes why i come out for a while but we also just did watchmen oh yeah <laughs> you know, it's oh, like, nice. it's oh, like ozymandias <laughs> it's like he understands the world <laughs> one of you guys doesn't like watchmen i think we should go to questions comments or memories well, although, i just, uh, just want to say one more thing real quick but before we end this uh just that uh go read about Revan's story please because yeah. we didn't cover all of it it's amazing it's insane it's got so many twists and turns <laughs> and later on becomes like a revenge story it's brilliant it's yeah. great there's about um 10,000 hours of YouTube videos about Revan that you can check out <laughs> like there's yeah. so many and basically anybody who has any like channel where they just talk about Star Wars has at least a 40 or 50 minute video on Revan <laughs> Like it's like one real quick anecdote. Yeah, one real quick anecdote is like Revan wants to kill someone so badly that he tries to bring them back from the dead just so he can kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not only am I gonna kill you, I'm gonna make sure you're dead, even after you're dead. <laughs> yeah. It's, All right. great. it's um it's it's also kind of annoying because the, if people haven't seen Rise of Skywalker yet, don't bother. But also, they kind of, I, I felt like watching it, they, uh, <laughs> Mike's getting back as I keep talking. But, um, I got to wrap this up soon. In Rise of Skywalker, I felt like they were trying to do a Star Forge thing. Felt like with, it. With Palpatine. And I was like, don't ruin this for this. Like, if you're going to make, because they keep saying they're going to make a Knights of the Old Republic movie. Like, don't wait like don't waste your source material on this like you've got a story there i also don't think they should really make a movie i think they should remaster the game but if you're gonna make a movie don't like waste what you have like hold on to it and like do it right these are characters that like have complexity and deserve to be their stories deserve to be told oh yeah better all right, <laughs> all right. like you want to go to comment we <laughs> we actually got more than we have ever gotten before i am not reading all of them i'm only reading a handful of them because this has already been long enough as it is i couldn't believe how many people actually responded to my i made three posts in three different groups and one in the one group i had over 100 posts 100 comments yeah i was almost going to tell oh you to like God. only make one post because i was like this is going to get a lot of people's attention <laughs> so i'm just going to read a few from each group because this is i don't want i can't read them all <laughs> so i was just going to read some and then we'll we can we can discuss certain ones most i just want to read real quick uh first one from luke elliott said i was super late to this tried it but could not get on with the combat system i understand uh spencer Wright, i got it on the original xbox back in 2004 they were my birthday slash junior high graduation gift I spent the entire summer basically doing nothing but play it <laughs> that's a good way to spend your summer though from will hart like a true bounty hunter i was in it for the credits so i never had a problem buying med packs and better weapons also cheating the combat by running away constantly that sounds familiar <laughs> that's, I mean, from, it's, a, it's a strategy 
Amy Cowell, I bought an Xbox for the sole purpose of playing Kotor. It was an outstanding decision, one of the best games I ever played. Oh. We didn't talk about how you could plug in a... It, you could do this in the second game. I think you could do it in the first game. If you plug in a second controller and you hit the black and white buttons, you can change the pitch of their voices. Okay, I did not know oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, this it's like is... the dumbest feature ever. <laughs> this one's for you guys. From CJ James, he said the best game. Then he said hashtag justice for Trask. Justice oh, for Trask. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. I am with you, sir. And this is from the Overblood group. I got a couple. So from John Hill, wonderful game except the underwater part. Revan did nothing wrong. Underwater is terrible. How slow you move. Revan did a couple things wrong. But he's uh, right Eric, under- it's just slow. You move slow. Stupid. Maybe I just like water. Maybe I just like whales. You I thought you're scared of water though. I don't like being in open water, but I wouldn't mind walking on the bottom of the ocean. You'd be surrounded by open water. Well, if I could walk, I would feel like I have more control. I don't want to be floating. Like, I can't (laughs) get away from something if I'm floating. Obviously. This makes Uh, perfect sense in my head. Eric Bestos, picking all the dark side options for some of the side quests and laughing my ass off the entire time. Well, you're a terrible person. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, From Brandon Zook, uh, my favorite RPG of all time and the hardest evil decision I ever had to make towards the end. It involves Zelzabar. Zanzibar. Zanzibar Land. The wild Zanzibar hamsters. (laughs) (laughs) From Charles Bell. Actually, a question. Uh, What is the best character to make stats wise, in your opinion? I think we talked about that. You mean mean character like to start out with, pick Scandal, if that's what you want to do. I didn't know if they meant that or like the best character in the game. Let's go with a scoundrel, I think is what he meant. Well, I don't know he if said, they, they might game. also be asking, like, like if you're asking, like, which companion you can build the best skills out of, that's probably Mission. Mission or yeah. maybe Juhani. Both, both of them are good in different ways. Yeah. I think and, one of them has good computer and the other one has good demolitions. I think it's the only big difference. Uh, last question I'm going to read from this group before we go on to the group that had the most comments from Emmanuel, friend of the show. Uh, Revan is probably one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time and deserves a movie or series about him. Hashtag purple lightsabers for life. <laughs> yes, he does have a purple lightsaber. The only character besides Samuel L. Jackson. I know his name is Mace Windu, but he's Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) And this is from the turn-based RPG group. I got so many comments, I won't even be able to read part of these, but I'm just going to read a couple. I had over 100 comments on this, and I could not believe it. I'm like, what the hell? Like, nobody ever comments that much when we look for questions, memories. Like, I never get this. So, I mean, this game is just love. Oh, yeah. From Kayla Bryant, said, biggest twist in any game I ever played. I still think about it a lot, which is the whole Revan twist when you find out. You are Revan. Spoiler. (laughs) Yeah, I think to this day, I still have, like, I still think about it. Like, even if I don't play this game for, like, years, I'll still just randomly think about it and just be, like, stuck on, a, a like, a loop until I play it. And from Jim Robert, I named one of my kids Revan after this. Oh, Did wow. Really? <laughs> That's not a good name for a kid. Hopefully, um, like, it's a kid in The Sims or something. Yeah. I don't think so. But from <laughs> Ryan Gafka said, if you like this, has anyone here also played Jade Empire? It's another older Bioware Xbox game. It's so good. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's pretty I good. I, I would not mind putting it on the show. It's a pretty good game. 18 it hours, is. we could do it. Yeah. It's uh, it's like almost always free on Origin. <laughs> like they just, they cannot give it away fast enough. Right, you should let me know because I'll have to grab it then. I'm trying to claim every free game I can find um, for this yeah. show. It's a... Uh, yeah, I don't actually. It's not. It's not too long that we would need to do it for like it's one of these out. kind kind of episodes. What? How long? Said. Yeah. Oh, nah, uh, that might be a good one to throw on. Actually, that might be one to uh, keep looking at. Well, add it to your list. It's a good. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, add it, I'll add it to my list right now. That's a it's good. Sixteen and a half hours, and it's on. Steam. Add, 
I'm Bloodborne too. You guys should play Bloodborne. Oh, I don't want to play. I, I, no. I beat Bloodborne, but oh god, I oh good game. <laughs> no, I probably know more about that game than I do this game. Really? Yeah. Well, it looks that was like Bloodborne you're gonna be on that too. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah. You actually haven't shown me that. I'll sh- I'll I'll send you a picture. Yeah. You just confirmed that you're going to be on that episode, by the way. Oh. <laughs> can't beat that in a week so be how far can you get in a week let's find out it'll take me forever i'm so bad at those games the speed okay run, the speed run if you break it is 23 minutes jesus really yeah you break it though completely I've yeah. seen it. it's really cool you jump off things and skip things and still gotta like be good 64 you can beat in like five minutes if you want to basically yeah all right <laughs> uh this one from kevin demokowitz two was better i know someone else i know someone agrees with me on this episode <laughs> from I, diego I Coho da Silva. <laughs> this story <laughs> is better than any other Star Wars story, including the original trilogy. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just the original trilogy expanded, I guess. It's just as good. It's like a, um, it's an exploration of the original trilogy. <laughs> From Jason Zentrati, D&D in space, complete with die rolls for damage and offhand lightsabers. Great game. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. worth mentioning that the story in this game is so good that we did not even talk about how this game is played. <laughs> we did. Oh, yeah. we I, I tried we... to sprinkle it in. Yeah, not really. The combat, combat early, early. A little bit. We didn't mention that they were like dice rolls. Like we didn't mention it's that it's based in enti- yeah. Well, it's an RPG, but it's based entirely on D and D like roll 20 dice rolls. Like it's, it's even your weapon stats are like that. Yeah. And, like your weapon stats are literally like, yeah, like you'll get a sword and it's like one out of eight damage. Like it's, it's very oh, yeah. much a system. I think that's normal. That's some RPGs are kind of like that. I'm going to read a couple more from Grant Parrish. Said Bastila using the force to knock down the Twilight, Twilight, Twilight girl classic. Twilight, Twilight, <laughs> eh. Twilight. I, I don't know why I couldn't say it. I just, yeah, it uh, wasn't working. If anyone wants to hear Mike just screw up words constantly, go back and listen to our Double Dragon episode. Oh, God. <laughs> the villain's name is Coca Shuko. Imagine Mike trying to say that so many times. <laughs> I forgot about that. But the best is still the best is still Mike saying your name wrong, Stefan, for like <laughs> for, ep- for episodes for like a long time. And I even wrote just... it like I looked at the old notes and it even says Stefan S T E P H E N like Stephen, not what his real name is. Uh, and I've known like, him ah. for years before we started this. Yeah. I was like, I will fix it in post, and then just never got around to it. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> tell me until like, one day. He's like, uh, "You're saying it wrong." Like, what? It was like 30 <laughs> episodes before he started saying it. Right? I think it's like 50. I think it was around the time DJ left. Uh, okay. DJ's gone. I have to. It's easier for me to remember two names. <laughs> All right, from Adam Ross Rudici said, "Been a long time, but wasn't the second basically." the same story as the first or am i just remembering it wrong you're remembering it completely wrong way wrong and you should feel bad yes the second game is the exact opposite of this game mm-hmm. uh from jim dykes the new mod for kotor 2 actually puts an ending to the story um for kotor ending. 2 yeah kotor 2 puts yeah. an ending to this story uh, no, for I, the second game he's yeah, talking about the, um, we'll play the second game at some point and i'll make i'll i will demand that everyone play it with the restored content mod don't worry about that because it's it's a different game if you download it off of steam that's the only way to download it now yeah i have a i have downloaded it i have also made sure to like copy the files just in case i have well wasn't there also because i know this is one of the first games to have free dlc what what was that again i can't remember for kotor yeah your dlc for yeah uh, i don't remember yeah it, ha- it was the, one of the first games on xbox to have free dlc yeah did it have oh man what did that add i remember 
I remember I'm that. I'm looking it up right now to see what I can find out. Was it like added lightsaber colors or something? It, it was something it, really tiny. I, I feel like it had to have been. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 In the PC version that we played on Steam, I saw it. I didn't go there, but yeah, it's yeah, completely it pointless. <laughs> it's um, okay. Yeah. It's, oh, is it the random ship? Yeah. 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 It's, okay. it's like it's like in like Mass Effect One has DLC where you can go like rescue civilians in a mining colony. And Stop it, the arrival or something like that. Yeah, and it's like completely pointless. <laughs> it takes like it. ten minutes. Yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, like like the, the whole point of it in Mass Effect is like oh, Commander Shepard hates the Batarians. It's like yeah, I knew that from the time she said I hate the Batarians at the beginning of the game. Sounds like most Fallout DLC. Ooh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two more things. We're done there. with questions <laughs> from Alex Wise. The combat system was horrible, and the story was arguably the best RPG story ever. Yeah, it's funny. The combat's like it's fine. It's sometimes like it's fun. Like you gotta get yeah. over. You have to get over it first because going back to it, it's very different. And last question we're gonna end with from Scott Swarski said, "When the credits rolled on the light side ending for my first playthrough, I stood and applauded for the duration of the credits. It's a long, long time, time, sir." <laughs> And that's it. I apologize for ones I could not read, but I got so many comments from that group that I had to read some, but I could not read more than that because this is a four-hour podcast. I think uh, I think when the game ended the first time, I did wave because everyone was like waving and cheering. Yeah, I did <laughs> like, game. like oh, thanks, game. Back. Yeah, because like, like it's just like the camera pan. It's the um, it's like the uh, Return of the Jedi ending where it's like, or not the Return of the Jedi, the A New Hope ending where like everyone's got the medals on. And it's like, yay, we did it. We beat the Empire. And like, I was clapping. And at the end of this game, they're all like, for some reason, they're on Rakata or Lahan. They don't go back to like Coruscant or something. They're just <laughs> everyone on this know. tiny beach planet. I don't think I've ever watched the credits of this game. It's really weird. Either. Like, yeah, they're all on Lahan. And I can't remember who it is. It's a different character that's giving Revan like the medal. And like, some of them like wave and cheer. And like, the camera just pans out. It's like, Okay, like, yeah, yeah right. there's like, I think there's fireworks going off in the background. Yeah, it's literally the <laughs> A New Hope ending. Like, yeah, it's like okay. and Return of the Jedi. It's not really the ending that this game needed, but okay, <laughs> the ending we deserved. Is that what you wanted to say? Uh, no, the ending we deserved was um, Kotor three, which never. Got oh, out. <laughs> this is never coming out either. Or the fucking prequel. Talk about do the Mandalorian Wars. Give me a prequel game, please. That'd be that'd be awesome. I oh just, man, that's not happening either. By the way, I just want to fight in the Mandalorian Wars. <laughs> Watch it. All right, tomorrow. I think you yeah. should go to Shelferbox. You know what it is? It's I'm gonna be like, um, I want the Mandalorian Wars, and EA is gonna be like, great, we're putting it in Battlefront two. It's like no, <laughs> ten minute DLC. Yeah, it adds a new <laughs> gun. It's like, oh, god damn it. So, Riley, since you're our guest, you want to go first? I don't know what this part is. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, we, we always forget to describe it now and then. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, we just say if you want to like shelf the game or box the game, and you can explain why. And if you box the game, it's not going to matter for this one, but if you box the game, it doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's just like basically, like you put the game on your shelf, it's a, if it's a game that you would like identify yourself with. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I like Stuart, we've been playing this game for with each other for eight years i'd put it on yeah. the shelf it's i we know i know so much about this game that this podcast could have gone on for 10 hours yeah so this is I one of the ones where it. had you put either riley or me alone in a room with a <laughs> mic on 
that's all we would have needed to talk about this game. Yeah, I think when when Stuart first told me about like the podcast and you mentioned playing Code Art, I was like, dude, okay, let, let me help. I, I will uh, I will do research. I'll play the game for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, this was <laughs> I've uh, played it so many times. I think this was. I think we essentially planned to do this episode since like episode three of the podcast. <laughs> I, think, I think the second it, I yeah. told Riley, I was like, "Hey, I'm starting to do a podcast." She was like, "Are you playing Kodor?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna play Kodor." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The joke yeah. is, he only signed up for one episode. I did. Yeah. Sixty-nine episodes later. <laughs> Shit, nice. Yeah, we finally made the joke <laughs> in the part two of this, but yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's still such a funny story. I thought I was only going to be on one episode. <laughs> and I saw the post. I clearly said to join it and be on the podcast. I never said just one episode. I clearly were that. Well, I you meant like, does anyone want to be on a podcast? And I was like, yeah, I can do a podcast episode. It's like, what happened? <laughs> now I now I process them every week. <laughs> <laughs> you get the process too. Part of this episode. Uh, all right, so Riley's gonna shelf. How about you, Stu? I mean, obviously shelf. Um, yeah, just the. Not only is this like an important game to me personally, but the fact that like the reason Riley and I are friends basically that we get to share this game that we both love and just I don't know. It's just there's so much that this game does that is so above and beyond what a game <laughs> could have done to sell well at this point. Like all this really needed to be was a Star Wars RPG and it probably would have sold well. But Bioware back in the day was like, fuck that. We're going to make like the best Star Wars story ever made. <laughs> and we're going yeah. to like bust our asses to to define what like the genre of RPGs is going to be for a long time. And I mentioned this four hours ago, I'm interrupting you, but like this was the <laughs> game that got me into Star Wars and into video games. Because we were what, nine or ten when this game came out? And <laughs> I... So, yeah watched my brothers play it first and then this was the game where i was just like oh this is really cool i'm gonna start playing video games now <laughs> yeah i think like i had the same thing with movies or like the first movie i remember watching was a new hope and that's like when i, I fell in love with star wars i totally thought you said boobies and i was like what the first boobies i remember that's the boobies it's hard to say um yeah I, it's just it's such a important and big and just I think it's a game that's even more important now because Star Wars has only gotten bigger and only taken up more of like the public diaspora of like pop culture to have a game that exists that basically is a Star Wars game that criticizes and explores Star Wars is so important and so good. And this game is fucking art and everyone should play it. So it's absolutely going on my shelf. <laughs> okay. It'll go right under Night Seal Republic 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about you, Stefan? Um, yeah, so I really didn't get to say this at the beginning, but my history with this game, I'll keep it short. <laughs> Thank you. Um, basically, I was over at a friend's house, and he had this, he had KOTOR, and I was like, oh, you have KOTOR, and he's like, yeah, that game sucks, you can have it. What? <laughs> he, just, <gasps> he outright so gave sad. it to me. Oh, my God. And yeah, and then I, so I went over to my other friend's house, because I didn't have an Xbox. And I said, here, we'll play this later. Just hold on to it. Yeah, he ended up selling it. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought, I thought you were going to say he was like, yeah, Xbox sucks. Here you go. <laughs> Just yeah. give me your Xbox. <laughs> Why did he and sell it? Because he's an asshole. Fuck you, Daniel. Um, <laughs> Daniel and, uh, sucks. Yeah. And uh, so then I moved out to the desert with my mom around when I was like 18. 
and there was just nothing to do out there. And I had just gotten a 360 and Microsoft was like, oh, it'll be backwards compatible, which was a fucking lie. <laughs> and uh, yep. And so when I went to GameStop, I had a little bit of cash and um, they actually had lists in GameStop of what was backwards compatible for the 360 from the original Xbox. Oh, really? Yeah. And Not very uh, much. Yeah, and it, and obviously KOTOR 1 and 2 were on that list, and I bought both of them that day. And um, since I didn't have anything to do in the desert, I literally did everything in these games I possibly could. And I fell in love with them. I was enamored with everything. I, Re Revan is one of the greatest Star Wars characters ever made <laughs> that George Lucas didn't even have any hand in, which is great. And uh, That's yeah, I... One of the greatest. Yeah, and I love this. I love this game. Um, I'm gonna put it on my shelf. But that's my sordid history, just like Revan's with this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go last. Um, obviously, this is going on the shelf. I enjoyed the game. I'm glad I played it. I wasn't good. I thought about it, but no, this is too. Well, Mike was good. Like, this, I hated it. It was dumb. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I, I, I did know what I was doing, but I was still Revan? able What's up, Malik? <laughs> to play through the game and finish it. And I enjoyed it, even with auto level up on easy. I didn't have a problem really. I mean, I was able to enjoy the game and I had a great time. Like I was, I was so thankful because I played this game. I don't think I mentioned it. I think I did mention it back in like 2004. Never beat it. Always meant to go back. Life happened, and thanks to this podcast, thanks to Stu, I was finally able to go and beat this game and cross it off my back. Thanks to Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted you guys to do this game. <laughs> I, I'm okay. The last time he let somebody pick, we played Beautiful Joe. Fuck well, you, Sam, if you're listening to this. I'm so yeah, mad was, at you for that one. Is that, is that, that was Sam? Sam? <laughs> yeah, <it's> Sam. <laughs> It can't be understated how just important this game was. <laughs> and I was, and that's the only game I haven't beaten on the show, too. I've beaten every game in the show but for Beautiful Joe. He broke my perfect record, and I'm still, still upset about that. Well, I guess well, we'll just have to do it again. Have to punch <laughs> Beautiful Joe, Beautiful too. Joe, I'll have too. Safe <laughs> yeah, that really, time, uh, yeah, don't worry. That really backfired on Sam because he was like, you should play Beautiful Joe. And I was like, we're only going to play it if you're on that episode. And he was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed oh, to come back done? here in two weeks. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, Playing Hopefully. what? Uh, I think we're playing the next Stalker game. Nice. Yeah. That was our number one game at one point on the show. It was for a long time, yeah. And then Pac-Man World. No, our number one game is still Republic Commando, right? Yeah, it still is. Pac-Man yeah. World it keeps growing, though. Yeah, I'm really worried it'll overtake Republic Commando. <laughs> it's going to be so... What's like, your number one game? Pac-Man World, her number Pac one episode. World. I don't know. I don't want to live in that world. But it's yeah, it can't be... Me. It can't be understated how important this game was. It made the Xbox 360 a RPG console. It wasn't an RPG console until this game came out. Like we wouldn't have had Oblivion on the like the Xbox, Skyrim, like the Fallout games, Dragon Age, like Mass Effect, like Jesus Christ, like Xbox was struggling. They couldn't get an RPG and then this game came along and basically revitalized the system and changed the genre of games. That's insane. Yeah, that, like kind of that only happens like once every like 10 or 15 years, realistically. Like yeah. that only happens in a genre once. <laughs> so, all part of the prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I think we should introduce what we're playing next week now, because we're at that point. Uh, we're playing a very strange game next week that I actually picked because I, I, I wanted to. I've always. You remember what we're playing? I don't remember what it is. Uh, I Resident Evil. Sadly. Dead oh, for PS2. Yeah. 
<clears throat> it's short. It's only supposed to be three hours, and I've and we have covered so many Resident Evil <laughs> games on the podcast for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's a pretty clear indicator of how good a Resident Evil game is based on whether Stefan or I pick the game or Mike picks the game. <laughs> yeah, I, picked, I picked Operation Raccoon City. I picked yeah. Dead Aim. Just Dead Aim wasn't one of my picks. We just had an empty spot. We needed a quick game. And I'm like, let's do Dead Aim. Yeah, Stefan and I are like, oh, Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2. Mike's like, Operation Raccoon. <laughs> Dead Aim. The Raccoon you know. City, I remember, was amazing. I, Unfortunately, the, the one I played was not amazing. <laughs> I refuse to do Umbrella Corpse. We are never fucking doing it's that. It's only game online. We can't do it. It's, you can still play it. Don't tell him doing that. It. <laughs> oh, I did not know that, sir. Yeah. Is there a campaign? Not really. Oh, no, it doesn't work. He's wrong. The game doesn't work. It's broken. <laughs> it's a complete mess. You don't want to waste your time with it, Mike. Yeah. Let's see if, uh, let's see if Star Wars Galaxy still works. That does yeah. not. There's got to be somebody out there that still has like a Star Wars Galaxy server. Probably. With we're not going to be able how to join it. diehard Star Wars fans are. Star Wars Galaxy was the that was when I learned about the AEG 77 Vigo. That's why I fell in love with that ship. Oh my uh, god. V Vigo the Carpathian? Yeah, the AEG 77 <laughs> Vigo the Carpathian. All right. Any, trying to think any last any last things we you guys want to say before we wrap up? Da, 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 okay. Da, 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 da. That would be a no. Um yes. please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where I'm usually posting images of upcoming games. So you get to see Dead Aim. By the time you're reading this, you are by the time by the time you're listening to this, I've already posted stuff about Dead Aim because this came in the middle of the week after I get done suffering editing four hours four hours worth of podcast for one episode. You have fun with that, Mike. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. The first is like two, over two hours, and the second part is already about to be two, two hours. So yeah, oh, it's gonna be fun. I can actually yeah, see the time really of the second bad. one. So yeah. Yeah. currently an hour and 58 oh that's so, not too bad yeah it could have went longer so please take a look so i said please follow facebook also our awesome intro came courtesy of bobby aka mike stoney from zp bite the bullet song in the cool kid squad so you'll see a link in the show notes we also do a bunch of comic episodes there's plenty for you to listen to we've done other star wars episodes so please republic commando because <laughs> everyone loves republic commando go listen to that one's like episode 21 or something keep <laughs> pac-man world from being the best episode listen to republic commando <laughs> and there's yeah, dark forces <laughs> we cover shadows of the empire we did the holiday special because i'm a maniac so we've done some other star wars stuff too so yeah. go listen to all that this is also the uh, this is also like the reason we changed our format so we could do longer games like this and I think it worked out really well. It yeah. did, and it gave us a break. Yeah, it wasn't much of a break because I just spent I have so much work now. <laughs> it was kind of a break. <laughs> it was still nice. All right, and I want to thank everyone for listening, and we will see you next week with our with Resident Evil Dead Aim. So we leave them All with right. a good uh, a good Kotor quote. Sure. In the in the words of the wise and powerful Trask, for the Republic, for the Republic, for the Republic. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>